Yo guys, so welcome to today's show. In today's video, we're gonna talk about how this guy right here was able to find this product within 69 seconds that was able to generate him $30,000 a month. So we're gonna like hit a timer right here. And then you guys are just gonna, like as it's counting down, you're literally gonna see exactly how we're able to find this in this product research video. So if you want more of these, and you want more of an authentic way like they'll just comment amazon product research in the link below and i'll see you guys on the freaking podcast intro okay insert talk show like unnecessary song for the intro wait no wait no We really need to update that. Yeah, this is the royalty-free song that just comes with this mixer that we never changed or programmed because we don't give a fuck. Anyways, guys, welcome (laughs) to the Mike Vistille Show, where we give you non-bullshit advice about business, life, relationships, and like that's like the biggest thing. There's so much bullshit online and on space that we just feel like we're just going to bring the best guests in the world to kind of get to the truth straight on. And my guest for you guys today, of course, is the beautiful, the sexy, the the guy that looks like he will never age because he's Asian. The guy that asks uh, women to date through uh, YouTube, if you could see from the previous video, but then turned into this person that like um, is about to get married. Jesus is still on. Anyways. Actually, freshly single. So that's a that is back in action. Your your mics are. You, you, you turn off the mics. You turn off all our mics. <laughs> I know. I know why you I did it too. You're trying to fl- turn off the the sound effects. Yeah, yeah. You just turn off everyone. Turn off everything. <laughs> but yeah, so we have Hanson Chang. Yeah. Hanson Chang, a super sex person. He um he's basically like the creative super director. Super sex person. Yeah, super sexy person. Uh, uh, uh. And then uh yeah, literally amazing person, amazing at video, and uh he's. Like one of my close friends. And we have Danny, who is an Amazon FBA specialist, has an amazing Amazon agency that helps people get on Amazon. Did you end up getting Tom Bilyeu as a client? Did that push through? Yeah. We we worked with them on launching their impact planner on Amazon. Damn. So that was a really fun project because, like, I am the hugest Impact Theory fan. Yeah. I'm actually wearing an Impact Theory shirt right now. And you can see how worn this one is here. I wear this thing, like, all the time. And I think I have five Impact Theory shirts or something like that. A little bit obsessed. And and it's amazing because, literally, Danny is one of the most amazing human beings. He built this lifestyle business that allows him to do acroyoga with his, like, beautiful girlfriend, and they travel around the world um, up here in Jakarta, Indonesia. Best uh, place ever. Best place ever. (laughs) And we're literally just going to dig deep because he's amazing at Amazon, and everyone here that's, like, watching wants to make money online. Uh, The truth on actually how to scale. We're gonna maybe like look at some stuff, some videos to see if it's all that he says and because he doesn't actually sell Amazon courses, but he was able to scale to 30,000 a month selling, it wasn't butt plugs, it was. It was under bed restraints. So under bed these restraints. fancy yeah. things that come out of all four corners of the bed and like <laughs> are put handcuffs on your ankles and your and your um, what? wrists. 30,000 a month, man. Yeah, wow. so just like completely tied to the bed and um, yeah, you just tuck them away underneath the the mattress in the can, box. Can we Google this? Yeah, actually, let's Google What's the that. name of it? Um, just search for like under bed restraints. Under 
bed. Bed. Is it child lock on? Yeah. You're gonna, oh, you're that was one. That's couples. like basically what you? you did. You put. Oh, you basically yeah, sold those. The, exactly those. Exactly. Oh, those. What? So you literally yeah. sold those. You got them to thirty thousand a month, and then you created an agency where you help people, like for example, Tom Billu, get their products on Amazon, which is dope because now we can literally get like a non-biased approach on exactly what's going on. Because if let, let's look at how to make money on Amazon, maybe we, we should give value to this space because oh, that's my homie Kevin. <laughs> Kevin David. Yeah, he's yeah. Ho- he's cool. He's like the Amazon king. Um, yeah, he's actually been the uh, longest running affiliate of my agency, Kenji R Y. Yeah. yeah, like before he got big, before he got famous, he Look, was. Uh, this guy made thirty thousand a month on Amazon with no experience. So, w- which one should we like break down, bro? Since you're the Amazon, and then because people that are watching this are like, oh, you know, I want to like make money from Amazon. Um, I want, and, and you know, people think it's like so easy to get started. Well, let's do this one. This says one point one million, and it's thirty thousand a month on Amazon. Okay, and yeah. So what? Which are the title of this there video? There is a lot of there is a lot of BS in this space. In we're not Amazon hating on space. any of these channels. We're just like, we're just fucking bored on a Wednesday. We're <laughs> just like, let's just. Yeah, and like I've Ooh. never met this guy before. I know a lot of people in the Amazon space. Pretty familiar with the good people and the bad people, but let's see how this guy does. Look at that piano. He probably sells those weird looking narwhal things over on the left there. Should we binge watch all of his videos on the top right? <laughs> Yeah, make it that looking 1.5x. Okay, he's just explaining to like very, very basic beginners kind of okay. how the business model so works right now. I can, I can fast forward. Yeah, let's look, let's look at like the good stuff. Oh, we got a screen share. A slow pan. I mean, he's Scout. investing in some fancy effects, so you got to yeah. give him that. Do people use Jungle Scout still or did everyone go to uh, viral... Uh, Viral launch is Yeah, I mean, Jungle Scale is still good. Yeah. Market intelligence by Viral Launch is definitely a little bit better. Yeah. Same kind of tool. He said bunch of research. Yeah, see, this is one thing I don't like that a lot of gurus would be teaching is like, yeah, and use this software and get a free trial and then just cancel it. Like, the people, like, you can just get the results within the 30-day free trial and you'd never even need to fucking pay for the whole thing. Like, in my opinion, that's kind of targeting the people that shouldn't be getting into this stuff in the first <laughs> place. So, like, it, it kind of get a little bothered about that. How long have you been doing it? Uh, three years. Okay. Damn. So, for those that are, like, listening on the podcast, we're literally watching a video. So, you could just check out the YouTube video um, where we're literally seeing if this is the right way to do Amazon Music. Can we, like, see, like, some movement? Like on his screen, <laughs> he's just showing his countries that we visited. Yeah. I'm oh, those aren't even countries; those are categories. Yeah, I mean, he's just explaining like the super basics about how Amazon FBA works. Yeah. And he like another thing I really don't like about videos like this, just the title: "How I Make Thirty Thousand Dollars a Month on Amazon with No Experience." Yeah, fuck those people that make those titles. Ours <laughs> <laughs> are better. Can we pull up one of mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like fuck yeah, those people. So with like anyone that like even I think if you do like how to make a hundred dollars a day with no like Mike Mustiel. That's better. Yeah. I like that one. Hundred dollar a day, no. But experience. it's different, you know? It's different. Yeah, like fuck these guys. Yeah, they don't yeah. know what they're doing. Who is this kook? Fuck this yeah. guy. Look at this douchebag. Fucking shirtless. Doesn't dude. shave his armpits. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny the other day, like I I was talking to someone and they were like hating on you. <laughs> they saw so. one of your speeches or something. They were hating on you because you're like ripped and young and like basically attributed all of your success to like, oh, of course it 
course, everyone likes him because he's like he's all jacked and he's a young guy and he can he has no like kids so he can just work twenty four hours a day and all this stuff and it's like that's awesome that he has all that stuff like why yeah. are you hating on him and like telling yourself you can't do it because of that yeah dude I don't even know if like you guys even knew like what I looked like when I was a kid like this was all just like fucking created out of my mind dude I looked like I don't even know if we could even pull up like pictures can we pull up pictures of when you were a kid. Yeah, did, did I send that? When did, where did I send the WhatsApp? Oh, oh, maybe you could like. How do I do that? You just like open up the the the, the launch pad thingy. Yeah. Oh, I'll just show you on my on my phone. Dude, this is so fucking funny, bro. Like to whoever the person that's like, oh fuck this guy because like, doo -doo 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 -doo. like dude, like I don't know if you know this. I literally had to create this person. This is literally how I fucking look, dude. When I was like younger, dude, uh, you're such a cute kid. <laughs> man. I was a little fucking. Uh, dude, that's grant a wish. But uh, why was that photo so big? Look at that, dude. Like yeah. Look oh, at that, man. Dude. Look at that little Look model that. right there. What? Oh, Sliding into Rockstar. the DMs like this is the. the on a skateboard. 90s on a skateboard. skater boy right there. I was a 90s skater boy. This is the guy your yeah. girlfriend told you not to worry about. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that, dude. Drinking milk. Look at that. Oh, man. Oh. Dude, if you were to Stunner. put money on anyone creating the life that you have, I probably would not put it on that little kid. Yeah, I would not put it on that little kid. That shit should have been like a That kid market. looks like a dentist. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you see the way he was like holding that milk? He's like, kill seems good for your fucking feet. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no. So, back to the Amazon FBA thing. Okay, guys, we're going to be doing this really good. Yeah, like, fuck those people that make those, you know, how to make $100 a day as a broken individual, even though I made like 30 of them. Um, so, for someone that's like watching this, that want to get into the deep things for Amazon FBA because, like, I, I definitely want to give them value. Let's actually first think about what should we title this? How, how you made thirty thousand dollars a month selling, revealing the product that made you thirty thousand dollars a month? That'd be a good title. That'd be a more accurate title because thirty thousand dollars a month could mean he made literally no profit. <laughs> Oh, These yeah. guys all talk about revenue and they pump the revenue numbers, but typical profit on Amazon products, 30% would be nice. You know, that's a, a pretty nice profit margin for most people. And when they're launching, maybe they're even losing money. So like mm. nice revenue. Sure. You made well, $50,000 revenue this month, but like you spent $51,000. So <laughs> this is what people are usually advertising of the revenue, not the profit. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty general. Like in the Amazon FBA and e-commerce kind of yeah. world. All the gurus talk about revenue and what? there's, they kind of push it under the rug a little yeah. bit that they're not actually taking home that much money. Like it, uh, they're just trying a to lot of them like buy their not courses. even talk about that. So right. what's the average, uh, cause I didn't know nothing about Amazon. So I'm actually, um, what's the average rate of return that if you're, you find a product, you're like, okay, this is, this is what we should be aiming for. First of all, let's like find the product and then. Like, then if we have that product, like, say if we did some research and we wanted to sell some bed restraints, because that's what you sold to make, like, 30000 a month. So, you go to Amazon.com. Dude, you want to hop on You want to just hop just on? Like, Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Get her going. Just plug into the Mech Warrior machine. We're literally going to teach up. you how to make yeah. money on Amazon. Let's, let's watch live while live. Danny shows us. Does Danny have a course to sell about Amazon? <laughs> I don't have any Amazon courses. You're Amazon. not doing Amazon anymore? Um, I still have some of my own products on Amazon, but uh, most of my focus is on the agency helping our clients grow on Amazon. Um, so let's take a look at, um, oh, first thing that came to mind is butt plugs. That's just inappropriate. You guys don't want to see butt plugs. 
I know some about, of you probably do. How about toilet do. paper? Ooh, look at that. What, what is that? What is that book? Ooh, you saw that, that book? That book is good. Wow. Is that, fun? Is that supposed Lazy to be you in the middle there, Mike? Is that Dude. like, yeah, did that someone draw that picture of you? Fiverr. That's like, looks fucking nothing like Fiverr, Mike. like, that's literally, that's literally like exactly what that girl that you said was hating on probably sees me. How's he sees me? Just <laughs> like a stick caricature. Okay. So we would look at something like this, right? Yeah. Um, what we'd be looking for ideally in a good Amazon product. This is a huge generalization, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a big, complicated process, but... I would use that tool we mentioned earlier, uh, Market Intelligence by Viral Launch, to look at their estimated sales data and just kind of see how they're doing. Um, then I look at a bunch of similar products, um, kind of what I can expect to take home revenue-wise. Mm. I think you want a product that can at least have $10,000 a month in revenue, or else it's just not really worth your time, right? Because mm. like I said, you're taking home you know, 25 30% of that as profit, mm. um, you know, a couple grand a month per product. Takes a long time to get a product, so, uh, let me, product up. There. Let me just like fire beginner questions at you because I think. Oh, that's like, perfect, dude. Yeah, because I don't know Boom. anything about this. Yeah. Uh, how did you get the sales? You're using Jungle Scout, I guess. Like this, the, yeah. the revenues you just. Look yeah, you up. could use Jungle Scout. So that's just like a Chrome extension, like, you know, is off here, like one of these. Uh, Jungle Scout is paid. Uh, I think they have some free option or something like that. Yeah, I um, used to have Jungle Scout back in the day. day so it's not we, we can't see it right now. No, no, no. no you, you can literally pull it, it up. Okay. Um, we can maybe get the free trial and then cancel. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those guys. Um, okay, so you have Jungle Scout set up. Uh, then how do you like? How did you find this product? You just go clicking through every product until you find one that fits the parameters yeah. you're looking for. Well, a really good strategy is to actually click through competitor storefronts. So mm. you find a listing that it looks like the competitor knows what they're doing. Like they have some, uh, they got a bunch of reviews. Their pictures look pretty good, right? They got a video in here. I mean, I could, their pictures aren't amazing, but they at least know what they're doing, right? And mm. then I would click right here and it's going to take me to the storefront. It's going to show mm. me a whole bunch of other products that they sell, right? So mm. ideally, if they've proven they kind of know what they're doing, then other products that they're selling might be interesting as well. So you can literally follow that loop endlessly to find new products. And that's the only product research strategy you yeah. have to do. There's all these fancy tools that, you know, you can filter all the data by these many reviews and this many sales a month and all that stuff. But the problem is, is that everyone using those tools types in exactly the same thing. And then yeah. it's just feeding them the same products and everyone's going to so sell them. Do you recommend, like, if I were to start an Amazon store, I don't have no experience. You recommend I, I just take all the products from this guy's Amazon store and sell them the same? No. No. So, I mean, you just use that to, like, find ideas for potential products. So, let's just say that he, he has, um, let's click on explore here and, like, see what kind of products he has in there. Um, so, like, let's say this one, for example, it's got 46 reviews. Maybe I would look into this. Um, I'll type in Safari Train into the search bar on here to see so well, you want to market for that. You want to see, like, like, something minimum of, like, 10 reviews that are good to, to start looking into? or I mean, reviews are just one indicator. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's products with, like, 10 reviews that have $20,000 a month in sales. This yeah. is kind of the, the nature of it, yeah. right? The more expensive ones because no one... Like I remember, like can I can I go over like my way, and then you could tell me if it's still like up to date. Cause totally. Like, back yeah. like in 2012, dude. Like no one was making videos. There was none of these. I think Jungle Scout literally just launched around the time when I was like in Amazon FBA. So before, prior up to this, I was like in college doing all the research. I would literally type in, for example, uh, grill mat, or no, let's do a barbecue gloves. I love your grill the mat. The classic. 
barbecue gloves. This barbecue is like, if you get any course, they literally fucked up my listing. Because I was one of the first to build that and put it with one of those meat shredding claws, which is another one, right? Yeah, that's another like super. And I love these everyone pictures. Everyone started doing that. But literally, <laughs> this, so this is exactly what I did. Um, these probably might have too much. So maybe uh, do like, uh, do one which not that many sales. Maybe go on like the eighth page or something. So this, this is literally what I did. I had a spreadsheet, right? And then just go to three. I had a spreadsheet and every single day I would go in, not the sponsored ones, because those ones are just like absolutely killing it. Yeah. Um, Don't click on these, by the yeah. way, guys, or else you're a, someone digital marketer is getting charged every time you click on the shit all the time. Unless you want to be an asshole, then fucking click it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so click, click on that one. Ashley River. Yeah. Boom. Ashley River. So literally what she I did hot. is I went all the way to the right, go to the quantity. Yeah. And then I literally typed in like a thousand or whatever, like the most amount of quantities. As five. Oh, they, five. Li- they limited at five. Do you remember? Like, th- there's another one. They probably are just ah, uh, yes. And you're you're doing the strategy where you see how much inventory they have yeah. left. So and then like you, you count calculate. every single day. Wait, how how do you? So see th- we need to go to a different one. Let's try um because grill. Yeah, that strategy gloves? you're talking about doesn't doesn't work anymore. Oh no, uh, there what is, happened? There is softwares that will tell you like estimates of the sales per day. Yeah, but um, it's very easy for people to just set the max quantity now and not have people be able to add 500 units to cart. Yeah. Because just an explanation of that strategy is you could add like 500 to cart, but it would tell you actually there's only 200 available. Yeah. And then you come back the next day and do the same thing. Oh, there's um, 190 available. So you know that 10 units mm-hmm. were sold that day. Mm-hmm. You can calculate exactly how much they're selling. Um, but it's no longer an accurate way to do Wait, that. Wait, here, try, try pulling up like ab wheel roller. This is another thing that I, I would sell. Roller. Wow, it amazes me how many like hustlers there are online. It's freaking like, so much hustlers. Who, man. who thought of that to like start adding things to cart to see and then tracking how many units are sold to like put that into their calculation? Oh, dude, I used to dropship that one. Um, wow, it's pretty cool. Looking. The the forty two thousand one. Like I dropship so much of those on eBay. This one. Um. Yeah, but like scroll all the way down. Actually, go to that one. Go go, go to that one. Yeah. Like, see what if you could go go to the quantity. I'm pretty sure you could, like, not all of them are at five, right? Like, see, you could literally go all the way down. Yeah, you can add so. thirty. So he's like limited it at thirty. Okay. Um. He's so you could probably you could probably figure something out with this one. Um, so if you press, but I mean, there's software tools that will it will tell you that this pretty accurate data. Yeah. Without how having do, to how do they manually. get how do they get the freaking data? Because Amazon doesn't tell them. They literally it's literally based off of. The Amazon selling rank below, like if you scroll down. Yeah. So how they calculate it is it's based off the Amazon seller rank, which is just a ranking. Where is the BSR here? BSR. Um, Where do you BSR. see that? All the way down. So way down. down. Lower. Lower. There it is. Look at the BSR, BSR. bro. Can you, can you highlight it for me? So the best seller rank. Oh, that's right here. So they're 1,192 in sports and outdoors category. So these software companies, mm-hmm. they have a bunch of products where they have the actual sales data within all these different categories. Mm-hmm. So they use this number that Amazon does show us. And then um, they have some algorithms that will calculate based off the sales data of the products they know. Yeah. And then this number, they can give a really good accurate guess of like what actually are the sales of that product. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dude, fucking math, bro. This is so much math. to find out about a product you might sell. Yeah. Um, and and, he- and here's that. like one of the oh, things, yeah. like let's pull up the YouTube thing so that we could like literally just, because 
I mean, I've made so many of those videos in the past, and all of it is really to just like sell a freaking course, right? So, Always a sell yeah. course. Um, you selling here. I'm just like being upfront. Um, okay, so this is what most people are doing with Amazon, like teaching Amazon, like you can make money, yeah. but the real money is in the courses. Well, dude, you can make money, but you need to fucking treat it like a business, you know? Like you need to be able to drop like 10 grand. Like you can't fucking start with just like back in the day you could off like maybe 300 bucks. You could do a little bit of arbitrage. Like maybe go to your freaking local Walmart and get like, like these three spatulas and then you could sell them on Amazon. And then if those spatulas start selling really well, then you could go to China and get like 3000 and then put your own little fucking brand Whoa. for like 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause no one was on it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then as the marketplace moves, you know, it's like you then started needing a thousand and you started needing 2000 and what's fucked up is it's so easy. And I definitely want to know like your take to fuck your life up so bad and all of your savings. Cause for example, when you want to start test one product, which is what a lot of these people are not saying. And, and I'm telling you this because like, even if you type in like zero to 1.5 million in 12 months, Mike Vasile, can you like, yeah, this is so good, dude. I just feel like I'm just releasing all of the fucking secrets that I just like kept up in sight. So like literally this, right? Like 1.5 million. The red bandana. That was 1.5 million. Sounds so much smarter when you're on 1.5 X speed. And the Ty Lopez glasses. Look at this. Look at that sales, bro. Look at that, bro. Boom. This was with like dropshipping products? Yeah, grill mats and barbecue gloves and Jesus t-shirts. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Look at this. And I'll tell you guys all the numbers. So there's five grand the first month. Look how crazy that got. <laughs> well, did you, what was your margin? Uh, I think it was like 20%, 30%, depending on how much I scaled. Wow. I think yeah, I like made a couple hundred. With Facebook ads, most yeah. of your expense, right? I think I made a couple hundred thousand What profit. year? Oh, 2015? Yeah. Whoa. OG. You're an OG, internet bro. OG, four years ago in the internet bro, world. This was super OG. This was art, like, but dude, I started in 2012, bro. <laughs> so when you were like seven. So that's what, <laughs> like, basically out the freaking womb. Like, I think I learned how to masturbate before. You were literally born for this. <laughs> I, I learned how to masturbate right after I learned how to make money online. <laughs> While you're doing it, like, check that out. For those that are listening, we're just showing the sales in like my Shopify store. Look at that. October to December 31st. Look at that. I'm literally just showing it. And you can't like HTML that shit. Like you know how some people can like HTML and change it to like say a certain sales number. There was, look at that. Boom. Then I'm about to like share my fucking sob story and just cry so I can like sell a freaking course. (laughs) Yeah, but like what you said, like when I did that video and then I sold the course, the people that were coming in with when you do like no experience or whatever, like, those are some of the people that don't actually want to do the work and it's a lose-lose for everyone mm. because they come in, they give you a bad testimonial because they're not getting results. They're not getting results because they came in thinking it was like a get rich quick. Then you spend all of your time wasting away, withering away into a piece of shit because you're spending all of your time dealing with customers mm. that you absolutely do not enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, so important. 
And so, so important. And that's why I'm like just revealing everything because, dude, like at that moment, it was like crazy. Zero to 1.5 million. It was insane. We got to like spending $1,000 a day, $3,000 a day, $5,000 a day on ads. Um, I think my take home was, like I said, a couple hundred thousand dollars profit. But like, dude, that's literally all I needed to start like yeah. living my life. And then um, and then it turned into like a year was or two. Was this just you? Yeah, dude, it was just me, and then I started hiring a bunch of Filipinos and their friends and their yeah, neighbors yeah, yeah. and their husbands and their wives. To, like, automate the process. Automate the entire process, and then... So how many hours, I'm curious, when you first started, how many hours were you working by yourself? How long did it take you to hire Filipinos, and then yeah. how many hours were you working? Well, it was literally because everything was set up, because then I got an Amazon FBA. All of these products were actually Amazon FBA products that I was dro- like literally shipping from Amazon because I had a warehouse, mm-hmm. and it's literally from a failed Amazon FBA product. So my dad, dude, my dad, like I fucking love him so much because like I literally went up to him and I'm, I'm like, dad, I don't know how to pay for dental school. I don't know how to do any of this, um, and I, I don't. I hate seeing you and mom just feeling like you're you're getting stressed like i need to start this like online thing and and i definitely want to talk about this because no one talks about like what it actually takes to start a freaking business it's mm-hmm. like you can't you can't really do with no experience because i was like doing this since 2012 right um but dude my dad like he has like lands in in um in the philippines right mm-hmm. uh when my grandma and my grandpa died they basically gave him like this piece of land that he had to end up selling for like 20 grand just to get us started. And it was like a secret for the longest time. Like my mom, like she just found out she was fucking pissed because that land was actually worth way, way, way more. But we were just such in like a shitty point in our life where like he was asking me to like, if he could even borrow money for me to like pay for college. And then we literally had to like take 20 grand, sell like our ancestral land back in Asia. So that's like a big deal. And then from that, we invested in all of these courses that, just said like go in on um like certain products so i'm literally spending like to to really test with amazon fba like i had to spend two thousand dollars for like a test shipment of like maybe 300 or 500 barbecue gloves another two thousand dollars on um freaking uh grill mats another two thousand on these dog leashes like uh, if you go on amazon just type in uh puppy love dog leash maybe it's still up yeah, and like you can get beginners into a that's lot in of trouble with that outdoors. kind of shit, right? Yeah, that's in sports and outdoors, so it's not gonna like pop up. Uh. Uh, but dude, I literally, at the end of the day, we started making sales. We started doing services like back in the day. You know, you would give them a bunch of money, they would give it away for free, and then just like give a bunch of like reviews. And literally within a span of I think like months, we scaled to I think like five hundred to a thousand dollars a day. We were doing like five hundred to a thousand dollars a day. I wasn't making any videos. Um, I was just like, "Wow, like five hundred to a thousand dollars a day. This is amazing." I start like treating my mom, my dad, and my friends to like dinners, and then we did the freaking accounting, man. That was like painful because that twenty grand that we ended up getting from selling our ancestral land, we ended up losing all of it. And even though we were doing five hundred or a thousand dollars a day in sales, we absolutely lost like 20 grand at the end of it because your expenses were higher than the money you're well because revenue is not money in the bank right and we talk about this all the time like when we're building this it's like oh wow like the analytics says we're making sales yeah, oh yeah, wow yeah. this data says we're making sales but like all i really care about is like how much did we fucking actually spend from our money and how much are we making in that's actual money that's like yeah. getting transported in the 
thing. And yeah, man. My biggest problem with like the online world and why like we're trying to be as transparent and authentic like this yeah. is, dude, like there's freaking single mothers. There is people that yeah, have real vulnerable last, people. Real vulnerable like, people. It will fuck their life up if yeah. they believe in some of this bullshit. And okay, so it's, it's not just believing in bullshit. I yeah. think it's omitting important information is just as bad, right? Like, you know, this video title, $30,000 with no experience. In my opinion, if he's not like fully transparent and upfront about the fact that that is revenue and how much money he was actually taking home on that, yeah. that's just as bad about like lying about it. So because, that's like a yeah, good some vulnerable flag. people see it. That's right? a really good flag for everyone listening that, cause this is all new to me, but what I'm taking from this is that if people are telling you quickly make 30,000 a month, but they're not saying, Oh, it's profit or revenue. Yeah. That's a flag. Like, look, be careful. But if they're open and like, this is my revenue, this is my take home. And then you can be like, Oh, okay. He's, he's a little bit more authentic mm. and trustworthy. Yeah, dude, that was like the hardest thing. Cause at that moment in my life, I literally felt like the biggest imposter, the biggest fraud. And then that's like why I literally stopped selling all courses. Like everyone's like, well, can you like make another course? I'm like, no. Mm. And I took like a pay cut. And that's why like the only things that we do now is actually partner with people that have been doing this for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So someone with like a low vibration might be listening to this or watching this be like, well, hey, you freaking sell like freaking DA University. You know, you sell DA University. Aren't you like making like money, like selling a freaking course, Mike? Like you're selling DA University. It, it's it's expensive. And then I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like I'm not selling the course. Like I'm like, it's not like we're basically creating like a company around it where it's like, okay. I'm in charge of sales and marketing. Hanson's like in charge of the creative space. And then we're literally building it like a startup as if it was like a one product that actually solved a problem. But like, this is someone that literally makes most of his money, actually like 99.9% of his money, just doing what it is that um, he's actually doing. That's just like giving local businesses customers. Like that course, after I went through it, I'm like, he's only charging a thousand for this. He's... Chris values his time so much. And when you get into the Facebook group, he's literally like dropping all these not this knowledge and like hand holding everyone to getting mm. their first, second, third clients. It's like so ama- I've never felt this much like pride actually like helping people get to this product because it's like impacting so many people's mm. lives. Like it's insane, you know? Well, I think that's like the only uh, difference because for example, like, most of the, the people, and I know, because I, I was literally one of them, right? So I can literally empathize, like, th- that everyone's just trying to make money. Some just found a way to, like, like oh, when there's a gold rush, sell shovels, right? Um, it's so much different, though, because, like, for example, I'll only focus on, like, authentic conversations and helping all my friends succeed, because I know when they succeed, something's going to happen in return. Hanson only focuses on, like, video creatives, and then Chris literally only focuses on the product. Mm-hmm. So... Like, mm-hmm. like instead of dividing your brains and so many things, like we're literally 80, 20 our zone of genius. And then now the customer ends up yeah. winning too. Dude, like Chris yeah. only focuses on getting the people who are in the course successful. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's amazing. And you guys are talking about qualifying the right people to send to that course too. That's what I love about what you guys are saying is you're not trying to get the maximum amount of course sales, no matter yeah. what the cost you are very upfront about who this is for, you know, how hard it's going to be to get there and do that. And I think that is what really sets the people you should be following away from the people Mm. that are maybe a little bit scammy and stuff like that on YouTube. Like actually just this morning I had a, uh, 
like a, an interview call with a potential new coaching client. Mm. And he was the exact perfect fit, like everything, what he wanted to do, except he currently has um, an Amazon FBA business that he told me he's working 40 plus hours per week. Mm. And I just had to be very real with him. It's like, like I think is a terrible idea to go up and start up this agency and this other project that you want to do while you're still working 40 plus hours a week on your other mm. business. That's mm. just like it, you don't have the time in the day. And I don't want to take the money of someone who mm-hmm. is just not going to be able to get the actual value from the course. Mm. Right. Because like, I don't feel good about that. And to me, that is one of the most important things in business. If you are just like trying to get the revenue and sell as much as possible, and that's the goal, you're going to really, you can mess with people's lives, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. can, you have the power of really good marketing and really good sales. You need to use that responsibly and actually ensure that you are delivering value specifically to the people who are actually going to get the value from that. And that's your responsibility as a business mm-hmm. owner, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's also like really weird too. Cause I could also emphasize cause I'm like, I'm like in both pools. Right. And it's like, okay, I get it. Trying to make money, but it's almost like, like, for example, there's so many people that come up to me and be like, Oh, can you like be my coach or can I like take you on? I'm like, dude, I would love to like help you. Like you're my friend or whatever, but I, wouldn't be able to give you everything that I could like it's better for me to just focus on like this mm-hmm. and just giving most of the stuff out there for free so then now it's on you to actually make the decision so it's it's really freaking weird man it's really weird the course space in the entire space is like really weird because you actually don't know if it's good or not until you actually give them money mm-hmm. and so many of the refund policies are so freaking sketchy like I know Ty Lopez is refunds pause not and we're not hating on anybody right like this is literally just like inside the mind of how we think there's a lot of like refund policies that have like these loops or like these um things where it's like okay you get a refund but you have to like do x y and z you have to like live in nebraska and you have to be like five foot three tall oh and then if you like hit all of those like qualifications you get a refund and sometimes a product is just like absolutely like like it's literally they drop shipped all of the YouTube videos and they just organized it and then they just like screen shared it. And you want to share like some of them one are the, really bad. You want to share one of like the worst courses you ever bought? I don't want to like throw shade at anyone. You I know? mean, yeah, like I, I could think of some examples, but it's also like, yeah, I don't want to like this publicly guy. hate on <laughs> someone's like, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's something that like people yeah. might buy it. I think it's, it's not throwing shade. It's being yeah. like, dude, don't fucking buy it. It's, it's like giving a good review, right? You go to a, a place and you eat a nice, mm. amazing meal of food. You're like, this place is amazing. Go eat it. Then you eat a shitty place, uh, a shitty place, and you're mm. just like, if, if one of your friends is like, should I go eat there? You're like, no, dude, it's fucking terrible, you know? Yeah, I think, like, what would even be better is, like, for example, we just got off, uh, like, the interview with uh, one of, like, our success stories, and she said, what changed and why are we even doing this? Cause like, like even like, I'm going to tell you guys the freaking intention behind this. I'm going to tell you the freaking intention so that none of you fuckers can like be like, Oh, well, you know what the fuck is one of our clients. She said, okay, the reason why I wanted to give you money is I literally went through all of these videos trying. She was a single mother of a 10 year old daughter, worked a full-time job in accounting. She was like, I was watching through all these videos that I didn't resonate with. I was getting, trying to sell like webinar after webinar, getting, trying to like sold like a 1000 product over and over and over again. And I just didn't like for five or 10 minutes, like it's very hard to actually see who's the person behind the fluff. Mm -hmm. Like even like in this fucker is you to 1.5 million on shop. Like let's pull that up. Um, It's like on the top left. 
Literally, like, mm. let, let's just play it for like five seconds. Just pause it. So it's like, as you can see right there, like, I'm talking to the camera. Like, even though I'm freaking hilarious on camera, like, it's not as authentic as what happens when you talk to for an hour or two and you literally yeah. reveal all of your inadequacies, insecurities, realizing that, oh, actually, none of us are fucking gurus. We just either figured some stuff out, we failed a lot, and, like, we're just trying to show the next generation how mm -hmm. not to fail. And she literally saw that and she was like, wow, like, I could actually see myself in those people's shoes. Mm. And it's almost like why long form just content is the most amazing thing. Because for example, what's essentially going to happen from here is someone's either going to resonate with like one of our stories mm -hmm. and they're either going to choose to buy from either one of us. But in my mind, it doesn't even freaking matter because like we're all freaking friends and it's just going to make this like life in Jakarta so much more freaking interesting. Jakarta. Jakarta. You got to come to Jakarta, man. Everyone come to Jakarta. Come to Jakarta. But man, you bring up a really good point is that you really should be spending a lot of time vetting the people that you are taking in information from, right? Yeah. Like, is this person the guru or the teacher for you? Because there's lots of people out there who they have great content, they have great courses and it totally works and it's amazing, but it's just not the right mentor for you. Whether that's yeah. specifically what they're teaching, the business model maybe is not the best fit for you, or maybe it's their brain. They just think very differently. So a different type of teacher is not for you. So for example, Last year, um, I was working with a mentor for eight months out of last year, and I paid him $12,000 for this mentorship. Um, so I was stalking him for like a solid three months before <laughs> I was going to give him $12,000, right? I really wanted to make sure that he was aligned. And after reading his book and watching every YouTube video and Instagram post he put up for a while and just like really getting to know this guy and, and on a few calls, I decided that he was the right mentor for me. He thinks very similar to me. He has a lot of the same values, mm. right? If the mentor doesn't have similar values to you, then you're going to learn how to be someone you don't want to actually be, mm. right? You're soaking up more than just like the actual tactical business advice. Most of the best business advice out there is just psychological stuff and like how to look at different decisions. And I think it's really important to make sure that that person that you want to emulate is someone you actually would like to become and you think in a similar way to them. Yeah. And I think that's why this long form podcast, but podcast, this amazing long form podcast, man, mm -hmm. uh, is it, so amazing because literally it's like, if someone actually has the attention span to watch this much content and they're like soaking it in and they're like, wow, they're, these people are like real people. Like I could see them in their shoes. Those are also like the people that are actually going to succeed more making your product, your offer, your service even more appealing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like instead of just pandering to the masses of people that are just derping around like in this fog where they're just like, I just want to get rich. I just want to get rich. Yeah. I just want to make money online. I <laughs> rich, 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 Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, they're freaking just masturbating and just like not even they're just blind little like freaking people that don't even know how to get out of that shit. Like if someone's able and I'm talking about you, the person that's like listening to this right now, you're freaking educated to know if. Any one of us is the real deal or not, or if we're just a bunch of monkeys that are just podcasting mm -hmm. and making fun of this like weird red bandana guy jumping out of a like bush dude. This was actually so funny. There was an old man. His window was right there, and I I, I don't have the recording, but like in one of them, he's just like, "Shut the fuck up!" No, 
<laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Like, what the fuck is this guy spitting on about? It's some it bullshit online dude, shit. No, this was in Thailand, bro. Oh. Like, um, and because I would do this, like, dude, this was at six thirty a.m., bro. What? This is. I oh, can, dude, you're waking the guy up with your fucking outside like, his window. Like, okay, this window's good. <laughs> and record dude, yelling. Imagine you just retired. You're living in Thailand. Like the cost of rent here is like th- freaking three hundred dollars a month, and like every single six thirty, it's not a fucking dog. It's not like like a like a bus or like a train. It's like, <laughs> hey, my fellow freedom fighters, let me show you how to make fifty million dollars in thirty seconds. Are you? Is that on a tripod or? What? Yeah, dude. Oh my god! Right outside his window, bro. And not only that, but <laughs> I wish you had that recording. That was my favorite bush, and it was there was always ants. Crawling up my legs. Why was while this I was doing because this. of the lighting very or what? It was very distracting, dude. It was like very hard. Well, making you very hard, or was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those I mean, ants. Yeah, yeah crawl on me. Right Especially I'm when you do like no fap and sexual transmutation, and you just like one little rub, you're just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a spider crawls up your arm. Oh, oh my god, you just like sneeze out of like fucking jizz. Look at that, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that was like my Hannah Montana days. After that, I took out my red bandana glasses and I just lived a normal life. Duck face Mike. You guys are seeing it right there. Duck face Mike, bro. Wow. Yeah, but dude, that that's just like the craziest thing. Um, So let's go even back to this uh, Amazon thing. So then, so for people, because like the title of this video is like either how to make $30,000 per month to like fucking wake people up and then be like, so like it's actually freaking... Five, how much how much actually profit is that when someone let's actually pull up how to make and then just put a dollar bill sign and then Amazon and then just see which let's just see how much profit you think how to make. make just put a dollar bill and then Amazon <laughs> how to make everything oh this That's guy look at that how to copy and paste ads and make a hundred five hundred dollars a day I we saw him there's before. some thumbnail of like someone putting straws against an iron <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that's about um so like how much profit? Let's look for one with like distinct amount of numbers. That was yeah, real profit. Dude, Kevin numbers. is like all over with the SEO, bro. Yeah, he plays a YouTube a, game hard. He yeah. plays a dude earn yeah, yeah, hundred to two thousand a, a day with copy and paste. Oh, that's Facebook ads. That's, that's, yeah, something yeah. else there. It's so funny because we're all just like growing together, and it's mm-hmm. like so dope actually. When you see all the content, like you know when you see ads and you're like, dude, that's my friend. Yeah, and it's like it's so dope. Fuck yeah. Okay, how to make? Kids. Oh, the, okay. So this person making thirty thousand a right month. Here. Oh, how I make? How I make one hundred fifteen thousand per month on Amazon and Shopify. Ooh, you click that. Tatiana. Okay, I'm familiar with this girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's yeah. uh Stefan's uh, girlfriend from Project Life Mastery. That's her. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah, definitely from my hometown the, in Vancouver. Though. They're literally like relationship goals, man. You see them? Yeah. Just oh, seriously, like Tony man. Robbins. Are they here? No, no, they're in like Vancouver. Dude, this guy's like the OG. Like make money online YouTuber, mm-hmm. and he's probably one of the most authentic uh, make money online people. He's really good, man. Yeah, the, the content he puts out is really solid, and he he creates a lot of value. And I think he yeah. makes like around three million a year or something like that. And he shares all of his profit numbers exactly mm-hmm. where everything comes he from. He shares his like stock. So this is his girlfriend. I think they just got married, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, wife. Freaking Dude, wife the, goals right there. Like, Damn. seriously, though, like, I remember looking at his videos. He only had, like, 40,000 subscribers at the time. I'm, like, literally in my old house. And I'm, like, wow. He's so cool. Because he also started, like, in the dating world. Like, a lot of people that make money online started off, they just want to learn how to 
like what's his name? Vine loves Stefan James. Stefan yeah. James. Yeah, Dude, this guy's literally mastery. like out of all the people that make make money online videos, mm-hmm. this guy. Oh no, not this guy. <laughs> Who's this, this guy? guy? Yeah, this guy's <laughs> so. How do you how do you spell his name? Twenty one years old. Oh, you scroll down. I think scroll I down. I think him. I saw it. Yeah, bald head. Bald dude. Yeah, that bald See, guy. See, like yeah. project life. When you choose to go bald, it's your choice, and that's power. But if you just like keep your hair long and you start balding in the middle, that's like you just, you know, letting life happen to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, there comes a certain point where it's just like you, you can't make that look good. You got to shave yeah. it all off. Like, I think I got that from Neil Ooh, Strauss. Free Amazon FBA training. No, but he's like literally one of the most like legit human. I've never met him. Um, Let's get him on the podcast. I know Kevin. He, I think he's like traveling right now. He might be either in like Panama. He, dude, he, he lives literally, in Panama. He literally, yeah. I think, excommunicated himself or like renounced his Canadian citizenship mm. to just like live in Panama yeah. for like. I'm, I'm actually planning on doing the same thing. So I've been following that whole process. Yeah, I want to reach out to him because like I'm also Canadian and you can get rid of your Canadian residency so that you're not a tax resident of Canada. Because mm. I, haven't, I haven't been back to Canada in like a year. But yeah. you right? would keep your citizenship. You right. keep your citizenship. Oh. You're just not allowed to spend more than like two months out of every year in Canada, which like oh, I don't want to. I just want to live in Asia. We have and something similar where we spend 330 days out of the states. We don't like, you know. Yeah, we considered. get taxed, but we get like, for example, like $110,000 tax free. Mm. But like we're none of us are fucking financial consultants or accountants. We just fucking regurgitate shit that we write online. Hmm. Um, yeah, stresses me out just thinking about that. But yeah, dude, he, this guy's like one of the OG. How to make so, five hundred a day? So we were talking about his girlfriend. Yeah, they're literally relationship goals. They literally just yeah. freaking go to Tony Robbins events and just like tantra and eye gazing and really just like travel. Dude, yeah, I mean she's obviously very beautiful, but like she obviously, has a successful business as well. Yeah. Like she, this she is, knows how to make some money, and she is I think super she's into artist, spirituality you know? I think like and everything. Yeah, 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 man. Like um, super cute. You'd find a girl like that, man. <laughs> Dude, maybe we should like start interviewing some of those. Are you girls. single? Yeah, we need. Yeah, yeah, freshly okay. single. Okay, freshly Back on the market. Single. Fresh, man. We need Damn. to go out and find some of them Russian girls down in. Uh, Dude, no. Yeah. So we're gonna start doing this, interviewing everyone. Like we want to do like literally amazing, beautiful models, and then the most smart entrepreneurs. And we literally just want to do like monthly parties, and then turning it into a vlog tutorial to just sell like a course in the back end. But like, <laughs> that's what's gonna sell fun at the next party, you know? Yeah. So we get to hang out with models and sell courses at the same time. That <laughs> you've just figured out life right there. You just got it all Dude, made. Yeah. <laughs> the way we deal with it, it's like, so it's literally like a company that we're creating, like a startup, right? So it's almost like a board of advisors, and it's like all the people that are running ads because everyone has like, everyone has a percentage of the upside. So everyone has like this need to really just win, right? And like. Every single time we have a group meeting, like I always bring up, I was like, listen, man, like <laughs> this is the numbers that we did. This is how much we spent. I really think it's the most cost effective way um, to just fucking spend five grand on a party and invite a bunch of Russians and um, to like use this to sell a course in the back end. And we're, then we're even pitching to get like a insane villa, like a headquarters to house our entire creative team, but also to throw events Attract yeah. top level people, models, and, and models. So models, every models really are high level people ones, too. Russian ones. Yeah. Models are high level people too. He though. has a really <laughs> good uh, way of like thinking of how can we be a magnet for like the people we want in our lives. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I think we all want some hot models in our lives. Like I had to speak <laughs> for myself here, but like, money. it's about the back. models. <laughs> <Keep going back. laughs> Let's be real. Why do we want the money in the first place? 
models, right? Like, and not even like the ones with a heart that care about like puppies. We just want the shallow ones. <laughs> so, give me some gold digging Russian models. Uh, the more I'm makeup, the better. Like it's like when we it's like when we we go to some dinner sometimes, and then um like we have a friend. I'm not gonna say his name that like invites all these like Indonesian like girls out from like Jakarta. And literally their favorite song when they come and we're like literally feeding them like steaks and, and whatnot is when this song happens, they just start freaking singing and dude, they're just like, I ain't saying she's Dima. a gold digger. Oh, and then they just bolt like, they're like crazy. singing that song, like right in front. Oh my they're goodness. like doing the thing with the dancing Shameless. and pointing up in the sky. And it's like, I ain't saying I'm a gold digger. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I am the gold digger. Yeah. It's like glorified out dude, here. We need to bring Dima to these parties. Yeah, dude. We need to. We need to bring everybody. Uh, like Indonesian model chick, the Dima girl. Yeah, dude. Uh, Dima's, Dima's, like, Dima's oh. here, if you guys don't know, but he's dope. We're going to get him on the podcast soon when he's comfortable. Dude, speaking. we got on a podcast with this English. girl from Tantra. And then, like, oh. like. Dima was on that podcast. Yeah, so. It was like the most overwhelming podcast because everyone didn't know each other. That's why it's like really good to like interview one person at a time. And then when we know that people vibe well, like we'll throw people together, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is like, we're going to have you on and then we're going to have like you and Simone or then you and Sasha or then you and freaking um, Hot Russian Models. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> I like him. See what He's I'm like saying? He's like right on your level too. Well, why do you think I'm freaking saying this? I'm like, dude, this is so what you're, you, you're like, you dig Russians number one, right? I yeah, man, just like very feminine compared to girls, yeah, 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 which yeah, I really yeah. like. Dude, they, we all come from yeah. the same like vein of Asians that want Russians. Do you know we're like Dagestanian? Well, know? we need to make shirts. Yeah, <laughs> have you been to Russia? <laughs> Never been to Russia. No, Bro, so Asians are like top exotic. Men. It's like how really Russian yeah. women are into Asian. Yeah, men? yeah, oh, it's so interesting. It's like usually the backwards everywhere. Everywhere except yeah. for Russia and Poland. I, and I, Poland. I think there's a connection in between Asians from like North America and Russian girls. You know what I think it is? It's like we're, we're talking with, um, and I'm totally fucking uh, stereotyping like an asshole right now. Um, but I'm just saying this from like experience of the people that I've talked to in the past. So it seems like the countries that love Asian men are countries that are also like higher probability to be in like some type of either emotionally or physically abusive relationship. Right. So think about this, right. And this is just like my little philosophy. Um, and I might be overstepping some boundaries. So for, for everyone that's listening, like I understand, like if I was listening to, I'd be like, fuck you, Mike, fuck you, uh, asshole. And I was just like throwing a bunch of like derogatory comments. Um, but just ready for this. So think about this, right. If you were like a woman and you don't even necessarily have to be Russian, you just were like in a horrible relationship. You know, you were just mistreated. You were misguided. Um, there was a lot of like emotional psycho- psychological warfare that happens in some like relationships where it's like almost like a power struggle. And you literally see like like a, a dorky Asian boy that's just like, and just like silly, goofy, good at math, like has a freaking calculator in one pocket, a protractor. So many and stereotypes. Like in, his, in, his, in his shirt. Actually, because I'm fucking Asian. What are you saying about us, Mike? Yeah. Dude. No, but think about it, right? Like, we are literally the most, like, harmless creatures. So docile. We're so docile, dude. We're like docile, little puppies that you just Asian see on the beach that are boys. just lost. In Jakarta. So not like, <laughs> yeah, intimidating at all. <laughs> yeah, but like, dude, it's so weird because I'll go to like these places in Poland. Like I remember I was in, in Thailand and I bought Tinder Passport and I was like, I'll try a Tinder Passport. But like, dude, go to Poland because he told me the exact same thing. I'm like, dude, no, like it's hard being Asian, man. It's like, it's like an uphill battle, you know? And he's like, no, no, just 
go go to Poland. I literally bought Tinder passport. Uh, I teleported myself from Tinder to teleported Krakow, Poland. Yeah, I start swiping, dude. I've never gotten more. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like matches. And really? then, well, you're exotic, man. Like, how many people yeah, from the Philippines said, or from Asia are you're going also to Krakow, American. Poland? Yeah. You know? Like I don't know if yeah someone from Jakarta would get the same swipe rights as you yeah but the fact that you have that American flag like I'm sure you have you it on think your that's Tinder, my Tinder thing your, just like yeah. an American flag <laughs> wrap yourself in an American flag like under description it's just like, like wanna visa looking for the one to show my family in the United States you know, you know you could add video like a boomerang to like Tinder now so I could literally just be like this with an American flag. American flag holding like a green card in your fucking right hand. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'll let it know. Like it was a super fun trip. But back to like this thing. So, ta- bro, you're actually going back to Tinder. <laughs> reminds actually, me. fuck Amazon <laughs> FBA, no. Mike. And this, as we're talking, it reminded me. I actually created a spreadsheet when I was in like single. Oh, you sociopath. And I no no like, it, it, it was going? a spreadsheet on um just to just to like I don't know I have that like. I don't know. I enjoyed testing things. Sociopath. So I was just testing uh, pick up like in- intros, like one-liners, yeah. you know? And I would like test like, okay, how many responded to each one? And I was like, just a, I don't know. It's like my first A-B test type of experiment. Yeah. It's like Tinder, which is weird with like one-liners. That's how you learn your marketing chops right there. Yeah, Dude, man. Tinder, was, there's was, so much parallel between marketing and dating. Yeah. It's absurd. Every marketer is in fucking pickup. And then A-B yeah. testing. Like well, your, and once you your, learn at one, pictures. you can apply it to the other one. If you're a great marketer, you're probably going to be really good at dating and vice versa. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah. 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 I was, like, A-B testing photos and pickup lines and descriptions. It was, like... But it wasn't because I was I was just... It was fun. Yeah. You know? It was, like, really fun. Well, you could also four-hour work week it, too. You know? Like, um, there's so many people... Like, I know Tim Ferriss hired someone from India to then have a spreadsheet yeah. of things like, oh, this is exactly what I want in a woman, uh, Kripal from Nepal. And then can you just, like... Here's, like, here's like a, a sheet of, like, bubbles. If she says this, you say this. If she says this, you say this. If you said... And then it literally, like, had a diagram. And then it literally just went into the Calendly link. You know, like booked a little freaking survey and then just put it in the calendar, meet in freaking, uh, I don't know, uh, Tim Hortons in Vancouver. Is it Tim Hortons? Yeah. Tim yeah, Hortons in Vancouver, 3 p.m. And then the first line he said was, wow, like I literally had this like virtual assistant organize this. And then depending on how they would react, uh, it would decide, it would be like the litmus test for him to decide if. He would, she would be actually be someone worth dating mm. if they would actually mm. get mad or if they're like, wow, that was actually really efficient. I really appreciate it. Wow, I should do that too with my people. That's such a good litmus test actually because like <laughs> women who have such a big ego that they're like, what? Like I fell for this freaking thing yeah. with the general virtual assistant. Like mm-hmm. screw those you chicks, to come man. With like, a rose. So stuck up. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just going to be a pain in the fucking ass diva queen to deal with. Like, like that's funny, man. That's, that that's hilarious. Really like you automated your reach out to me and got this date set up. Like that's fucking hilarious. It's Dude. like when you make a, how I make $30,000 a month on Amazon with no experience you compared to like what it actually really takes to make money on Amazon. It's like the same thing with dating. It's like, Oh, you know, I got this Indian dude to like do this. Oh, well, fuck you, All right? Oh, wow, that's amazing. Wow, you're so entrepreneurial. I really dig your values. Mm-hmm. You know? Dig your values. Don't dig some other things. I don't know. I don't know where that one's <laughs> going. But uh, yeah, man, I w- I made a little automation back in the day too. Maybe about uh, this is like two or three years ago, and I was like freshly single, and 
Like, I like how you say dating. freshly single. Freshly like, single. Yeah. Freshly well, single. Just, like, highly like, motivated like, at the time. Version. When you're in a relationship, you're rotting in a relationship. Like rotting <laughs> and dying. <laughs> but now you're like, I'm fresh. I'm though. thinking about like a, peach, like a peach that was just recently picked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Freshly just single. That's exactly what I felt like um, at the like time. Ripening. Just ripening. super ripe. Just like just plumping. Juicy. <laughs> Just so juicy. juicy. Freshly juicy. Looking for some beautiful woman to bite into me. Freshly <sighs> squeezed and single. Like, you, you just want someone to, like, look at your BSR Amazon ranking. Like, baby girl, like, you come on my Amazon listing. So. I'll see my BSR. How are you, uh, you know, meeting girls now? Online or traditional methods? You know, I, I tried the online thing. I really don't. I didn't get the best results with it. Scam. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, I don't go with a lot of dates. With people that just, uh, like, weren't very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my latest hack for finding the woman Hacks. that I want to date is acro yoga. Don't and tell them that, man. Then they're going to see yeah. me there. The next, the next one's going to be incredible. filled with dudes. Like, In oh, Jakarta. I'm your podcast. I'm here. Yeah, dude. Is that <laughs> oh, is that God, really a bag them. of worms that you want to, like, open up? I think everything in the world should be open and authentic other than, like, your funnel on how you meet. Yeah, like what's really people. working? Just don't give. What's actually? Yeah, then, then you create a fucking course, and then we'll be like, how to how to find a Russian model with no experience, and then you're just selling your fucking course. Well, the the thing about using acro yoga to Here find we go. the woman that you want is most guys will not have the balls to even just go to acro yoga and do that in the first place. Mm-hmm. You have to be a certain type of person to just be comfortable, like going up to girls and being like, get on my feet and let's try to balance <laughs> around and touch each other. It's right, it's, it's yeah. kind of a it's kind of an odd thing, right? Cool. So, like, I think it takes a somewhat confident guy to really do that, um, but it's not like a tactic. Like, I don't want to call it like a tactic for just like I'm gonna even like use acro it to yoga. meet women. <laughs> it's just a good filter because I love acro yoga, yeah. and women who are gonna do acro yoga probably are decently fit. They probably are. They're not stuck up prude because they're going to be balancing on your fucking feet and your hands and like. And you don't wear flip flops here, right? Like that. So it's like your no feet are also dirty. Yeah, my feet are dirty as fuck. Like, <laughs> yo, get on my dirty feet, girl. And she's like, like, all right, right yeah, <laughs> that's spin me around, right? It's probably going to be a Make certain like type it. of girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Make then me. so like, and it's a very fun thing to do. So you can get to know like, is this girl a stuck up dumb bitch or is she like? <laughs> actually really interesting you know that yeah. like right away within the first five minutes of her bouncing on your feet yeah like right? i literally went as the wave like oh i can meet girls there but then but then you literally get weeded out so fast like i got weeded out so fast what do you mean weeded out like you just stop going mm-hmm. um so like i literally went i was like oh this can be a good place to, like meet girls wow like mm. bro like there was this one girl like it was just, like i was like yeah i'll, I'll fly you I'll fly. I'll fly you. She's like, oh, cause you. Is that the do, lingo? You no, when you do acro yoga, you, yeah, they fly, literally go up to you, fly. and they're like, "Do you want to play?" Like, what? I remember when I first they say that to you. I was in, I was in like <laughs> north of Jakarta, right? And um, <laughs> it was like insane because north in Jakarta, everyone's like more hippie, and like, on this uh, side of the Jakarta shortcut, yeah, <laughs> no, like like far up, like north, right? By like um, by like. Uh, Jakarta Forest uh, with the monkeys. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so, like, I'm literally there, dude. And then, like, this is when I lived in north of Jakarta where, like, I was working so much online mm. that I forgot how to talk to, like, human beings. And I remember uh, there was this girl in the coffee shop. She was, like, older woman. I was like, are you one of those digital nomads? That was my fucking pickup line back when I didn't know how to talk to you people. You said that? Yeah, and she was like, yeah, kind of. 
getting started. I'm like, wow. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm about to freaking passive income your life, girl. <laughs> but then she invited me to um, like an acro yoga thing in north of Jakarta by like the, the float tanks place. It was like my first time. It's like when I met Vin too. Mm. And like I remember the first time, like everyone's just playing with each other. And then I'm like in my head because I'm like, how do I fucking talk? Like I don't know how to balance. Like, I don't know how to do anything. And like this like older woman skips up to me <laughs> just freaking pokes me on the chest just like ah, you want to play i'm like ah. uh, just came yeah yeah <laughs> just came just all the sexual transmutation just came out of my eyes <laughs> and then um dude and then like like it, it was like actually really fun right so then i started only playing with people that were really good at acro yoga mm. and when you do that when you partner with people women that are really good at acro yoga you start thinking you're really good but it's not like really you. It's really just because they're good. And like, I'm just like a fucking flat footed fuck. Right. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, I'm thinking I'm amazing at this point. Like I'm, I'm the God of acro yoga. I could freaking Catherine your wheel. I could freaking, you know, like pop you into a bird. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, just like pop you into a bird. Like all these things. I'll like some pops girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, literally like I get one of them on like one of our friends and she's like, wow, Mike, like you want to play? I'm like, yeah, you want to play? Come on, I'm gonna do it. And I'm, I'm like, like I've never played with her before. She's like more in the beginning end of things, and I'm like thinking I could just twirl her around like she's just in like some type of Katy Perry or like Taylor Swift song, right? I'm like I'm gonna make this girl feel like she's freaking 14 again, <laughs> listening to Taylor Swift country, looking out the window with like me holding a radio, throwing freaking pebbles at her window. Um, but then she gets on my feet, and I start spinning around. Immediately, accidentally, like threw her off. <gasps> Just dropped her. She just dropped her and like on her head. You drop her right on her head. Like literally on her side, and it, yeah. like she just got Ooh. done with a detox too. So I think she was just like feeble in general. Mm. And <laughs> the thing that she said when she said this, man, like I literally just wanted to give up and cry. What? She was just like, Mike, I don't want to play with you anymore. Ooh. Oh, just like, like elementary seriously. school. All I over never again. showed up. Acro yoga she said ever. that seriously. Yeah, I was just like, I, was just <laughs> like, I don't want to play with you. It was worse than any heartbreak. Like oh. I would get my heart broken so thirty wait, times. Did you like oh. hug her and like was she like pissed? No, or? I was just then I like I was in my head and then I started just talking about like her skin condition, which made her like because you know when you like fuck up, you just tend to fuck up even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then you try to like overcompensate by like saying something funny. You try, so, you try to be funny and you force but, it. But then you, you start force making it. fun of her skin condition. So then you <laughs> you were like, oh, look at your skin condition and then, and then, and then, like, i think i think simone came and she was like oh what's going on and i was like i was like isn't it so sad about her skin condition and she was just like mike and then she's like very into authentic relationship she's like mike i actually feel like really sadness inside me i'm like i feel more like shit you know, i literally just never showed my face you're just like again. trying to joke around you're like well i want to drop to you if you didn't have that weird thing on your face <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh man she's, like, she's somewhere right now doing another podcast she's like yeah this guy like kicked me over yeah. and i was like you know i just i don't know if I'm the healing traumas podcast the healing traumas podcast 
<laughs> that should be its own niche, man. Like the amount of p- girls that I dropped on Acro Yogurt, they need to just start their own little like anger side of fuck this guy. Dude, now I want to try Yakko Yoga with Alina. You should, dude. It's actually really fun. You learn a lot yeah, about trust. Fiance? Yeah. How do you start? You just go and then they like show you what to do. Do I need to be somewhere? Yeah. Going to classes is, is a really good idea because the classes, you know, the teacher can walk you through mm. the correct technique and how to do it safely and everything like that. So you don't drop chicks on their head like Mike did. Yeah. <laughs> In my defense, I had leg day the day before. Okay. Look at him. And, <laughs> and like, shut up. Shut up. like, I'm just trying to say, dude, like, and you know, sometimes like I, you know, a man's purpose in life is to push his boundaries and to really just always just increase resistance with, you know, razor blades forward to like way of a superior man. You put your, your worst sides of it in the front, because if they're not willing to handle you at your worst then they don't deserve you at your best, you know that? You know that? Yeah, but so like, it's also not. I w- don't make fun of girls' skin conditions, guys. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that was it. Literally, but like, you know how many times, like, you guys probably experienced this when you literally are sewing your freaking head, and you're just trying to crawl out. You're just trying to crawl out, out of your own analytical brain, and you want to get social. I don't know if y- you experience this, but like, I'm always like this. Like, it's really hard to always stay in flow and confident, and just like always in this playful thing sometimes i realize i'm like oh fuck like am i am i like sounding like an idiot right now or whatever and then and then you get shoved in your freaking head totally and then you're like oh i need to get out of my head say something out loud <laughs> ah! and then it's just totally inappropriate yeah. and you either hurt their feelings and, and then i'm just like wow i feel like shit and then you go more into your fucking head mm, yeah. yeah yeah is it just me or is everyone like perfect I feel like on there. We're, we can't hate on you too much, Mike. We understand. Yeah, we, yeah. We've been there. You never yeah. dropped a girl in under you again? I do. I do sometimes, but it's always like. Only I when will, you don't like them, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm kind of tired of hanging out. No, but like it, it definitely happens, but it's, it's got to be the thing. Like your responsibility in acro yoga as the base, as the person on the bottom is like, you do whatever possible to save the person from coming down. Especially when you get into like the harder stuff, the standing acrobatics, yeah. like someone's like. Doing a handstand on my hands when I'm standing up, like well, they pull can that come, on and come and like flip down, and you could get seriously hurt, right? So like, if yeah. you don't like put yourself in between them First and danger, one. wow, look at then, that, then you're screwed. So when they fall, you need to like do everything you can to keep them from falling on their head. Totally, that's your responsibility. Like I've spotted people with my face before, <laughs> like face. literally, I got my face in the way of them on the ground to stop them from getting there. Like that's you need to be committed look, this to their safety photo is your exact pose you see that dude totally yeah one they, time they changed um, it after they saw that photo they like what time it. do you hang out with more girls or guys if you're doing this look at this uh dude. mostly girls man that's the cool thing about acro yoga is that there's more flyers typically more yeah. flyers than bases like the base is the person on the bottom and so you're kind of in high demand you show up to like an acro workshop or an wow. acro jam look at as that. a base oh dude. but, but you, oh, you ride bikes dude you're oh, badass yeah. right i love motorcycles. you guys haven't met dude, <laughs> jakarta's dope man jakarta's amazing beautiful man. in jakarta great in jakarta dope. yeah man, but like how long have you been doing this acro yoga uh about a year and a half maybe coming up close to two years um and i'm just really addicted to it man it's just like such a such a great way to connect with people is there Sasha? Yeah, that's Sasha. Oh, don't like, open it. Don't open it. Yeah. Ah! How often that's Sasha. Do you, you guys are going to see him soon. How often do you uh, do you go to acro yoga? Uh, I probably do it like three or four times a week. Oh, my God. 
Whoa, you don't Whoa. even realize how much of a badass this guy is. Like, he used to be, you know, those crazy fucks that what? go down. Is this you? Yeah, he goes down. Oh, yeah. And this almost gets hit by a car, dude. Do you have the video of it here of when you dude, were doing Dude, you're like a badass. Um, that, yeah, I have to, like, it's a it's a private video. I have to, like, log in somewhere for it. But, uh, um, wow. But, yeah, like, longboard racing used to be my jam. If you scroll down a little bit more, you're you like see, an like, adrenaline some longboarding dude, he used stuff. To jump so off fun. Of, like, he used to take his bike and just jump off of buildings over cars what do you, what do you mean and then he's like, like oh I want. look at this dude, he literally would do that and then sometimes a car oh, would show up. bombing wait so i have a yeah. question when you're doing this it's not blocked off right you're just kind of going with not traffic. usually like there <laughs> are closed road events like at a race like i used to race or four yeah. four to six people go down at the same time and race against each other they put like hay bales on the corners and they block the traffic but 90% of the time, you're just out there ripping with your homies. Have like, this particular corner, it's a highway up in British Columbia, where I'm from. And you go about 90 kilometers an hour what? into this corner, like, what, 55 miles an hour or whatever. And you got to do a slide to slow down to hit the right speed on the corner. And what if you, there's a car? You better, like, you know, so this corner here, you can, like, when you're coming into the corner, you can look over the barrier there and you can see yeah, the cars yeah. coming. Yeah. But if it's a corner where it's a blind corner is what we call it, where you can't see around the outside of the corner you just have to be in control enough to stay in your own lane and just like ride that extra little bit safer so that you know you're gonna stick your lane because if you don't you go into oncoming lane and you hit a vehicle and you're and, dead and you I've done have you ever hit i've, I've hit hit? three i've hit three moving vehicles what in my longboarding career like um, did i like anything? how you say that you hit them luckily like they didn't hit you like they're a larger vehicle but you hit them. Well, one of them hit me, and the other two, I like just blew my lane and went flying into them. So I, I hit them. You know, okay. they're just wow. minding wow. their own business, driving down you. the freaking car. Because uh, it's uh, well in Canada, right? It's a right-hand corner, um, and you're you drive on the right side. So if you are going too fast around a right-hand corner, you just go into oncoming lane, right? That's the more dangerous corners because obviously oncoming lane is cars yeah. coming the other way. Um, and two of the times that I hit a car, I just took too much speed around the corner and I couldn't hold my line and just there happened to be a car just right there at the right time and just and slammed right into it. into you. Dude, yeah, how are you not like broken? Oh man, inside. I've gotten lucky so many times. Like one of those times I actually went under the back tire of the car and if they didn't actually slam on the brakes as hard as they could, they then I would have got my torso ran over. It just what? like bounced out from underneath the back tire of the car. Um, Can you imagine being in the car? Like you're just like with your I would family, be so pissed. just like da da da. Like what are you doing? You're always playing like <laughs> the Beach Boys in the back, or like we're like your skin condition. We're <laughs> Like you're looking at your kid, like oh hey Bob, like look at you fucking playing with your sister, and you're looking at your wife, and you're da da da. And then you just hear like this fucking da 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 da. Like just you going down. That'd be fucking insane. Like from there, <laughs> yeah, underneath the back tire. Can we look at a video of what that video? Yeah, I scroll down the beat. Should be a few. Uh, is it on videos. your fucking head? Oh, look, look, look at that. He look, literally. This is you. Yeah, yeah, that's me. You ever done it in a onesie? Never in like a full <laughs> onesie. It's like super baggy yeah. and like hard to do. Is this um, rain? Wow. Yeah, that's rain. They Why? speak my specialty riding in the rain. You have special gloves, right? There's yeah, you got gloves with a piece of plastic on it that you put on the ground there. That's why he's so good at acro. He's just hands are just like freaking. You can go let video on the left there. Um, check that one out. This one, left side. Oh yeah. my god! This was in the Philippines in 2016. This was like the finals of a race, and I just crashed into the guy in front of me there. That's like, that's me in second place there, and I you could see me just like lock wheels with him and just like take him out in front of everybody. Uh, <laughs> you almost won. That's longboard racing. I was in second in the finals, and then I crashed. Yeah. 
But is there one where you like was, you show fun. exactly how fast you go? Um, yeah. If you scroll scroll up, oh, this is in Cebu in the Philippines. Oh, dude, that's Southern. my home country, bro. My yeah. home place. It's good. I'll scroll up a little bit. Um, I saw it on the fuck. right side. Guys, for those that are not um, watching this video, this is on the podcast. We're literally watching Danny literally just go crazy. Whoa! Wow! You, you just call your friend or? or uh, yeah, that's my friend in the car driving behind. He had okay. like the camera on the I front was like, of the this car. This guy's really on your ass, dude. Look how fast dude. that is, dude. That's oh. about ninety kilometers an hour that road. Do you snowboard? Um, I grew up skiing a lot. Dude, yeah. I, I remember I would snowboard, and, like, one of my favorite things was just going down a hill. Just but then one of my also scariest things was trying to stop, but I didn't know how, so I would just literally, like, throw myself. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just chuck. If you do that on a longboard, you're going to lose a lot of skin on the road. Living oh, belief, not bro. as nice as snow. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Skin is so 2012. Are you, are you still <laughs> longboarding? Um, I do it occasionally, like... Um, I was living in the Philippines before I came uh, here to this part of Jakarta. Yeah. And um, I just brought my leathers and my board with me, and I did a couple races when I was out there. I kind of retired from racing, but um, yeah, it's good, I actually won one of the races, and it was, like, the biggest prize purse ever in the Philippines. And then I just spent it all, and, like, I rented a van and, like, like paid for me and all my friends to go up to this resort hmm. for, like, an El Nido on this fancy island out there and mm. stuff. Um so I still do it occasionally, but I've retired mostly from the craziness of downhill skateboarding and longboard racing and instead do arguably even more dangerous motorcycle riding, but like safer, not like racing. And like, like back then I was filming video parts and just trying to be as like ridiculous as possible to like get views and stuff. And that's yeah. just like a little bit too high level of a risk yeah. for me going forward. Well, we were talking know? about this earlier. Remember, um, he had this picture of him jumping over like a two-story building with his bike over a truck onto another thing. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, if this was posted on Instagram when Instagram existed and it got like millions of likes and it went viral, do you think that you would still be doing Amazon FBA or do you think that you would actually be yeah. optimizing now to just do more crazier shit and... Stuff like that. And it was like such an interesting concept because it's almost like everything, for example, that happens in even creating content. Like when I first created content, I made like that zero to 1.5 million on Shopify. And then I was like, oh, wow, people are watching. I just need to do more of this instead of doing more of like what actually I like doing. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. Yeah. That's such an interesting conversation too, because it flips the script of social media as the thing to avoid and the negative thing as in the right context, actually a positive thing and positive reinforcement for for something that you're interested in, right? Mm -hmm. And I absolutely think that I would have been a lot more incentivized to do that had that really been around. So, like, for some context, that photo of me jumping over the truck, it um, it got, like, a ton of views. It was on pinkbike.com as the photo of the day, which, you know, I think it still is, like, the biggest mountain biking website in the world. Is it on here um, in, in your Instagram? Um, it'll be on my Facebook. Yeah. Uh, i it on Facebook. Um, but... Yeah, so I got a little bit of that effect back then, but that was kind of before social networks and before you could really be like putting out content on YouTube and Instagram and actually mm. receiving consistent feedback. Like it was just a kind of one-off thing. But like for sure, I got like so much, I was a 15-year-old kid, I got so much validation from that. Mm. Like my girls at school see that and they're like, wow. I think it's so cool. And like, oh, like I think for sure I would have optimized a lot more for that. You got an avatar in this picture? Yeah, I'm just... 
playing around with the the most ridiculous profile picture I possibly can do. How um, how early you go? Oh, where, where's the? If you uh, go down into my photos. Uh, I don't even know how to use. Yeah, just click on those photos there. Kenji no. ROI. That's his Amazon FBA agency. And then scroll up to uh, Danny's photos. Actually, ones that I've uploaded. And should be right around here. Oh, man. Like, when you see this, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> no, it's not, it's not showing up there, but it'll be on my Facebook wall. Scrolling down a bunch, but I don't know. It'll probably take a while. Yeah. But, um... Look at some of this shit. Yeah, man. I've lived a lot of different... A lot of different lives over. Can we go to youth. uploads. This is like when other people, I think, posted you. Um, yeah, it's, it's on my timeline. Your timeline? Yeah. Recently, I just have to like scroll down. Is yeah, it'd be like maybe fifteen posts down or something like that. Yeah, but like, how many posts do you actually make on Facebook? So it's not really that. It's not like fucking. Yeah. Like not. Yeah. Not that. Oh man, podcasts, this that bro. that um what was going thumbnail on? up there like ten yeah. million dollar goal. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. He, the the virtual assistant actually changed it. It was actually spelled goal like G O E L first, and goel. That was great because that got so many more comments because of that. Like yeah. it got like like thirty forty comments of people just talking about the fact that it was misspelled. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Dude, one of my most viral videos. Oh hey, what up? Oh look at that. Look at that. Oh, my um, one of the most viral videos is like two million plus views. Um, it's because they literally just like fuck around and they're like. Saying like, oh, I'm like five years old and I make like thirty thousand dollars, and they're like, well, I'm a seaman, and, mm-hmm. I, and they're just like making fun of like my title. <laughs> another one's great, just like, man. Totally works. Another one's just, yeah. He literally just freaking like bench presses girls. Look at this, dude. What? Oh yeah, it's your longboarding days. You. This was in Spain. Oh my god! So like right there, that was dangerous. Right there. Well, this this road we actually—it's all dangerous, dude. Look how fast he's going down. Like anything (laughs) like that is dangerous. Like no part of that is like, wow, that looks very safe. It's it's crazy because he has no brakes. He has his hands and like he needs to slide on wheels. That's a car behind him. Imagine if he falls and the car friend can't stop. That's the most dangerous part about filming longboarding is you have to be about four four to six feet behind the rider with a wide angle lens to get really good. Look at that rain. Okay, so for those that are listening in the podcast, what is that number? You want them to call you? (laughs) What was that phone? Like what was that transition phone number? (laughs) That phone number that was actually for. Uh, for a casting call that was put oh, out, like okay. specifically looking for longboarders. Uh, it's not like yeah. part of your secret funnel call to get like girls. <laughs> call like, me. I think that's what it is because you're like, wow, like I'm 15. I'm getting all of these validations. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to put my fucking phone number at the end of this shit. That's how you do it back then. They didn't yeah. have no social media. It's like yeah, you, telephone look at number. Dude, look at it. He's literally me. eating food and his like, like uh, <laughs> a friend picture. is just like on top of his hand. Dude, look at th- these people. Like, what yeah, they're like, what in the fuck are these people like, doing? What, you they're don't like, fucking eat like this? Look at your own like We're just hanging out. Just chilling. Look, he's like an avatar, bro. Yeah. Um, Where is this picture? I really want to see it now. Dude, it's fucking dope, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it actually be close because longer. we had this conversation close. around this time. Yeah, that's somewhere around here. Actualized for freedom. Oh, Mish. Mish, you know Mish. Yeah, yeah, dude, she like jumped partner. out, and then Ab- I thought Evan couldn't catch her, so I literally caught her in the air. I think there was a video on that. It was super fun. Oh man, I remember. Oh that. yeah, oh, there is Nirvana. This one. Look yes, at that this one right there. Two thousand seven, young Danny boy. Oh man, young That's, Danny boy. And you would land it over crazy. here, right? Yeah, over Supposedly. where that white guy is or so. Yeah. Well, actually, man, the first time I hit this jump, I 
nose cased it. So like I came up short and put the f- the front tire of my bike into there the back go. of the landing and I just flipped straight over and landed on my back. And you're, but still- I was like completely fine. I just like got up and was like, Oh, that was crazy. Wow. You should go faster next time. Um, <laughs> you're bright. Like some of those people that do like, this shit is like, <laughs> you, you really need to just commit, right? You, you need to commit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like it. anything in life though. It's like, for example, like, um, an interaction with a, another human being like you can't like just fucking half-ass the interaction like if like for example if you're in the club and a girl's like walking by and like they taught this like in the dating world if you don't have any intention that you want to actually talk to her and you're just like hey it's like almost just like this hand that's just like 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 i have so many like female friends that can tell that, that always tell me like i can't tell you how many times mike that i literally walk and there's like these guys that are literally on the wall with their like right angle and the drink like holding it in a right angle, you could literally get a protractor and just measure the 90 degrees <laughs> from like the, the overall openature. And they're literally just like, hey, 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 hey. just like, hey, 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 yeah. But it, it's literally like anything, even like a static dance. If you half ass a static dance, you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're yeah. Like a fucking idiot. Like you, just, you literally have you to feel go. feel like even more of an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just needs to go that feeling like an idiot phase because yeah. it's hard. I don't know anyone who can just commit from day one, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's Everyone a process. Bad, sure. It's like an internal body. So, like, I have zero hesitation. Um, well, I'm not hitting on girls anymore, but um, I got to a point where I was just like, all right, it's just, it's literally like, you know, ordering food or whatever. But <sighs> I remember when I was like 21 or 22 or 23, I was like, it takes so much. Yeah. I mean, just like, and Man, like, you just said that like you know approaching women is like eating food. Like women, yeah. Are wait, food. can we is can we like, can we can we dive deeper into that? Because I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> you want to eat? You want to eat them? Like, food? <laughs> yeah, like no, dude, like, like talking to women is just that. like ordering food. I'm like, what does he mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> woman equals food. This is <laughs> like eating. you know, it's as easy as ordering food. Like you go up, you go, I would like this and this. Really? Isn't that easy? You yeah. like easy women who are as easy to get as ordering food is? No. Like talking to <laughs> women got to the point where, yeah. I like I like getting <laughs> I a challenge when I order my food. Say. When I order my food, I want to make it like hard. But you're like, I really want this, but I, I, I'm afraid to order. Like, I really want this sandwich, but oh man, like, I don't know what to say. I, I what should I say? I <laughs> yeah, the I'm waitress just, gonna just go like hungry. shut you down. I'm just like, going to starve. I'm just going to go I really want to order, but I just, no. I just want to starve. Okay, I'm just going to stay here. I'll take this water. I'm just going to leave this mustard stain on the top of my shirt. (laughs) But yeah, and I love what you're saying about like really strong intention because that is applicable to so many places, right? Like when you're talking to a beautiful woman, right? Just being like really clear and strong with your intention. Um, And especially in like jumping over that truck, for example, if you don't have it extremely clear in your head. So for example, you're you're pedaling towards a jump. You're like, if it is not 100% sure in your head that you are going to fly off that jump and like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you're probably gonna crash. Like yeah. if you're coming into it, you're like, "Am I gonna do it? Should I do it? Should I do it?" Like you're just you're done. You're just game yeah. over. Um, in extreme sports, you have immediate direct feedback of getting slapped in the face for not having clear intention. Wow, um, but like it's more insidious in places like in business and in dating, where you know the consequences aren't really as clear, and you don't have that yeah. feedback loop. Mm. I think there's a lot of people out there who just are that plagues them for a lot of their life, a lot of their years, just like really not figuring out mm-hmm. how to just have super clear intention and then just like getting that intention clear first before they're doing things, and right? There's like different levels of intention, right? There's like the intention of actually going up and talking to them. But a lot of people get stuck in just like not going all in, meaning they get friend zone, right? 
So when you go and talk to a girl, that's like step one. But then there's like being full on like I'm attracted to you, not let's like, you know, hang out whenever you're free and be friends and like hopefully you'll choose me to date, you know? Yeah. Like you need to be a man, go in and just make it known and be like, I, I want you. Just like in business, you need to go all in and absolutely like with whatever your sport, like your hardcore sports. Yeah. If you just like go and you hit that ramp or whatever, and then you kind of freak out, you're, like, Ugh, you're done, right? Yeah. So, done before you even start. Yeah. Um, and it's so, uh, the best visualization of this I have is from extreme sports, especially in skiing. Like when I would be about to try a, for a new trick for the first time, let's use like a 720 as an example of like a pretty big jump you need for a 720. Um, and I would reach a point when I'm visualizing this new trick where something would switch and I knew right in that moment before it even like started to ski towards the jump that that was the time that I was going to go. You just Ooh. have to, you just have to get like so clear with the intention that it is not like a binary thing. You're just like, once you know, it's like, it's on. Like I know for sure it's happening now. And like, once you have that, you start going towards the jump and like before all the other times you came up to the jump, you're really scared. But now it's like, you're not really as scared because you are just 100% certain in your intention mm -hmm. that you're going to do it. So do you think it's like you've done it so many times and you're so, you have that intention each time that it's almost automatic for you? Like it's just like you hit it on and it just, you know that you're not going to hesitate or it's just automatic? Exactly. Just recognizing that. So like you don't always hit it, right? Like you know when you hit it, but like when you're still unsure, you, you shouldn't really go for it, right? But like once that, switch in the mind flips then like i i recognize that and i know that that's the case and i know that that's the time to go for it mm. dope. isn't it crazy yeah. just like how much certainty is actually needed and this is just not like for this one thing like this could even go back to for example business right and then when is it blind there were so many times that I was like certain that I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy these freaking dog leashes and they're going to freaking kill it. <laughs> and then I threw it out there and then wah, 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 like I have 2000 dog leashes that no one wants. Well, but you had the intention to follow through with it, yeah, right? Yeah. I think where people go wrong is they like, they, they want to start, they want to launch the dog leashes, mm. but they're just like, they are still kind of undecided in their brain and there's something left there and they haven't made the firm intention you actually like do it i'm doing it like if they had the firm intention then they would go immediately to their computer and bing bada boom they would mm. make the order with the manufacturer or whatever mm -hmm. right but until you've reached that point of 100 clarity there's always going to be some fuddling around like maybe they take some action but there's really like kind of procrastinating things it's not that the real thing that they mm. should be focusing on they because they're not really clear mm -hmm. with that intention of what mm -hmm. they want to do so if someone was like watching this to like even like wrap it all around uh, cause we're like now about an hour. So I just want to like close up any closed or like open loops. So, so for someone that like literally Googled on this and like, wow, you know, like I wanted to start like this Amazon FBA business, but whoa, that's so cool. I learned a lot about, you know, um, intention and how, you know, like Stefan is like pretty dope with like, his like <laughs> girlfriend. That's really Couples awesome. goals. Couples oh, yeah. goals. Um, and they're just like, okay, I just want to like get started on Amazon. Um, what would be then? the things that you would need to forewarn them? Because we're not saying like, we're not fucking making these videos to be like, don't do fucking Amazon. Buy our course below. Don't do Amazon. Go like create your own agency with like Danny below. Like we're not doing any of this to like divert your attention. Like Amazon is still like a great business model. We have a lot of friends that are actively killing it on there. Um, 
what would be the things for someone that's like new, someone that's just like, oh, wow, like someone told me I can make money on Amazon. Like, wow. What would you tell that person that's new what they can expect? And then what are like some quick action steps for them to succeed in Amazon FBA if they don't choose to get our courses in the link below? Uh, but yeah, this is a good one too, because, um, you know, we have a lot of people reaching out to the agency or we used to that we're not in a good position to actually be successful on Amazon. So, yeah. um, I feel really strongly about this because I've talked with a lot of these kind of people. Um, and now we specifically filter these kind of people out in our application process, but I would not start with less than a $10,000 investment. And the reason for that is, um, you know, you might learn some of the gurus would tell you, you can get your first round of inventory for $2,000, let's say. But in that scenario, let's say that $2,000 shipment of inventory, it sold through and it did really well. Well, you now have to order the second round of inventory, which is probably a larger amount of inventory before you've even gotten the money from Amazon for the first round. Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta cash flow that. You got to pay the manufacturer and get the shipping and all stuff like that in there. Um, and that problem is not just unique to launching a product, that problem scales out all the way through the growth of that product. So really successful companies out there will find themselves having to get $250,000 lines of credit and max them out in order to actually fund the money it takes to grow their company and like launch new products and fund the increase in sales that they're getting with inventory just because it's that big delay between getting the money from Amazon, mm-hmm. getting paid revenue and like how much investment you have to make beforehand it's like a month two three months difference and getting right? sales at that moment also doesn't equate to like future sales so if you have that two hundred fifty thousand credit and you're like wow like i'm making sales right now i need to buy another ten thousand you know grill mats because like you're getting like five sales ten sales twenty sales a day and i don't know where you spend ten grand on grill mats and it gets in there and then like your competitors take your listing and now you have like like the can you explain more about that? Because that's also weird. Like you're also banking on the fact that this product that you have is going to be a winning product forever. Totally. And that competition doesn't come in or China doesn't come in. You know, there's so much fucking variables. Yeah. And that's, that's where it gets into the risk aspect of one of these kind of businesses, because just like you said, in that example, um, let's say your, your sales are growing at, you know, at selling 200 per month. And uh, I think it's going to continue for the next three months. So you buy three months worth of inventory to like try to keep your costs down. Um, but then something happens and your product ranking gets messed up or something, you're still stuck with that inventory. And that's, um, it's not very easy to get rid of inventory if you can't be selling it on Amazon, right? Like mm-hmm. people assume, oh, I'll just sell it on Shopify store, liquidation or whatever. That's what um, we did. You'd be really lucky to get the amount of money you invested back. You're probably going to lose some money. Um, and it's that's money that's just tied up there, right? It's And if, if it's on a line of credit, especially or a credit card or something like that, then you know, like you got to pay back the, the debt, right? And you can't do that. Now you're in a situation where you have a bunch of debt that you can't pay back. You have inventory you can't flip over. Um, and that can be really dangerous. And that danger never really goes away. Like once you reach a certain inventory level either. Mm-hmm. Big companies like Nike have similar, similar issues and stuff like that. It's a big risky part about having physical product businesses is not being able to sell the inventory that you have invested money Mm. in, right? Um, And that kind of ties into the other thing that people need to really watch out for. And I recommend not extracting any money from the business within the first year Mm. because it is very expensive to grow the business, right? So let's say you got a 30% profit margin um, and 
you know, you're, you're making $10,000 per month and you have $3,000 profit. Well, that $3,000 profit, you have to invest into new product inventory or something like that. And now you're making uh, $20,000 a month, but it was $6,000 profit. But that $6,000 profit, you have to spend all of that on purchasing a larger amount of inventory mm. for, you know, how your sales are growing. So like, yes, you're growing it, but like extracting money out of it, <clears throat> it really kind of kills the process. Mm-hmm. It's a self-feeding machine that is a cash flow hungry beast that you need to keep feeding back cash flow. It's not like a lot of other types of businesses where you extract profit out of the business and it's it's fine. It's going to grow exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You need to be reinvesting um, as much money as possible back in to grow the beast. And it's so fucked up because like you could like go from 5,000 a month to $10,000 a month, 3,000 profit. You take the 3,000, you get more inventory. Then you make $20,000 a month. You take 5,000, you get more inventory. You get it up to like $100,000 a month. You take 30,000 um, of the profit that's like in your bank and then you just like put it back into inventory. And then that month, something could fucking happen. A tariff could happen. Something with Amazon happens where they increase their prices. Another freaking China comes in and like hijacks your listing. And now like you're banking on future success, but now you have like $30,000 worth of inventory that you have to get rid of. And it's almost like that business that you built that looks good on paper, like $30,000 a month, $40,000 a month. You actually ended up with nothing mm-hmm. because now you just have all the all of the assets in inventory. Oh, totally. Like one of my coaching clients, he has a $6 million a year Amazon business, but he has two partners in that business. So by the time you have, you know, any payouts split between the three partners and any kind of, you know, profit that's being extracted and paid to the partners, he's not actually making very much money from from that. And that's making $6 million a year revenue. So $6 right? million you're, Year revenue with two partners. What are the what would then he like take home? Um, I haven't actually asked him that, but that's the reason why he's working with me uh, on the coaching stuff with other stuff. But I mean, basically, what I think we're trying to say here on um, what in the the stories that Mike and I have pointed out, Amazon FBA. It's a great business model, but you need to be a certain type of person, and that type of person has to be like have a good financial investment and probably have all of their living expenses covered by some other means like a job or savings or whatever that is so that they don't have to extract any profit from Mm -hmm. for the, at least the first year. And they Mm -hmm. wouldn't be screwed if that didn't happen where people really get in trouble is where they are banking on being able to cover their living expenses Mm -hmm. within like the first year of that business. Um, I've Mm -hmm. seen, I've seen people get themselves in big trouble with that and debt and stuff like that. Um, and, it's unfortunate because a lot of that stems from all the Amazon gurus just not being fully honest, just leaving out this kind of information that we're talking about right now, right? And people have unrealistic expectations. They see $30,000 a month, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like if I can reach $30,000 a month, that's gonna be great. And then they reach $30,000 a month and realize that they can't actually pay themselves anything or they're gonna like screw the whole growth yeah. of the business up yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or they do and they do start paying themselves something and it does screw the whole growth of the business up. Right. So like yeah. um, I think it's really important to just be super, super down with like looking at it as a very long-term investment type of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get into Amazon FBA. Yeah. I think the best way to look at it is the only way to do it is um, cause it's, it's also assuming that competition will not happen. Right? It's assuming that there's no competition and nothing will actually come and take your your mm-hmm. pie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I think the best way is almost like thinking about Amazon as something that you built after you build maybe other things. Like for example, if you mm-hmm. build a build big brand, like for example, um, Kylie Jenner wants to like release 
her lip balm that she literally just basically white labels from like a manufacturer in San Francisco, mm. right? Um, she just puts it up on Amazon and it's just like an extra stream. Or like Bulletproof Coffee, mm. like Amazon is just an, an extra channel. And mm -hmm. what happens is you go from people that are trying to get into Amazon as like a get rich quick thing to using Amazon as what it actually is. And it's just a traffic channel to actually send your main business more revenue, mm. you know? Because mm -hmm. then you're, you're fine. You know, you're fine. No, no matter what happens, it's cool because Amazon wasn't like, Amazon wasn't the big chunk of the bucket. Like if we type in like bulletproof coffee, if China comes in and makes like a bulletproof, like freaking uh, bulletproof, what, what's like sake? Bulletproof sake, right? And they're like, oh, That's Japanese. Uh, fucking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole racist stereotype. So like, racist. Like, Most racist this way, dude, Like, they, you built, like, that. that's the problem with everything. Like, and I'm telling people, even like, for example, with Shopify, right? Or any type of business model is they're coming in with not the intention of actually building a business and a mm, brand. Yeah, and they mm -hmm. learn really crappy ways on how to actually start a business. That makes B sense. Business totally. isn't about squeezing as much profit from somebody that you don't know it's about building a community seeing their needs wants and desires finding out their pain points and continually be giving them more value to them yeah. for the rest of their life yeah. like like for example people that come into this because i have some friends here that maybe will sell charcoal toothpaste to just make money on amazon maybe like a couple hundred dollars a day profit right they might have like crazy revenues like thirty thousand fifty thousand hundred thousand they'll be maybe pulling in like several thousand dollars a month profit Dude, all it takes for China to see, wow, that's like freaking good. And bam, all the money that you could have made is just gone. Mm -hmm. But then if mm -hmm. you literally build what most people don't tell you, because a freaking course won't tell you, like, you actually have to build a fucking business. You have to build a mindset. You have to build yourself. If, if someone comes in and takes Bulletproof Coffee, it doesn't fucking matter because you built a brand. You built a business. Yeah. You there's, there's only one bulletproof. Be. There's coffee. only one bulletproof. Yeah, that's a great example too because I'm a huge fan of bulletproof. I listen to um, his podcast, Dave yeah. Asprey. I read his books and everything like that. And I will buy bulletproof products every day over other products. Yeah, right. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Like if yeah. if someone's way cheaper on Amazon yeah. and they yeah. like take their page one ranking over or something like that, I'm gonna scroll to page two and I'm gonna find bulletproof and I'm gonna pay for it. Dude, right? that's a whole nother paradigm, right? Like people want to make thirty thousand dollars a month like to get rich quick, which they can, they, they definitely can, but like long-term wealth, when you focus on like this, it's going to take a lot longer. It's going to be a lot fucking harder. But when you're at the fucking top, life is just like stupid easy. You know, it's like money just comes to you faster than you can ever expect. You don't have to worry about competition because all your competitors are your friends and you actually promote each other's stuff. And you're like in this newer paradigm where it's just like, fuck, why did I take so long to actually do what it is that I need to do in business. And that's just give value in exchange for money instead of some hack or trick to get the money. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and that's very important to watch out for in YouTube videos and the gurus, what they're talking about, right? Especially because they wear a red bandana. Fuck those yeah, guys. Fucking red bandana gurus just giving you the marketing hacks and stuff like that. And those are the videos that get the most views. That's what people are most interested in. And, it's like I fell into this too and let me know if this was you as well Mike when I started out in digital marketing in the online world I thought that that was the game you know it's like you just need to stay up to date on the latest hacks and uh, yeah. you know tricks and loopholes to get the traffic and get the sales and I was just heavily focused on that I would obsess over that and constantly mm -hmm. be learning the latest hacks and everything 
Um, and it took a few years of me wasting way too much time just like jumping around trying hacks mm. to really realize that that time is so much better spent actually on just fundamentals of the business, like getting a really good lead generation system in place that can repeatedly bring leads. Like not as, you know, crazy if like massive spike of doing this one hack one time or something like that, mm -hmm. but it's a repeatable system that can reliably bring in new leads, for mm -hmm. example. And just like the core fundamentals of a good functioning business. And that to me, when I started out, I thought that the game was completely the opposite. Like it was mm. doing all these short-term hacks. Um, did you have the same experience when you first got into digital marketing? Yeah, dude, it's like, it's like, I'm thinking like, okay, I'll do this making money online model for like a year or two. And then when you feel the marketplace kind of like adapting, initially you're already starting to look for your way out. You're like, well, what's the next thing? So while your income is staying consistent or maybe it's like volatile or maybe it's like going down, you start like looking over the edge a little bit of shiny object syndrome. You're like, okay, what other things are doing out there? Oh, wow, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And instead of building a business that got better every single year, which is how you should build the business, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes it just starts off really sucky, but you know, next year will be better. Next year will be better. Yeah. It was literally like, I would get success fast. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck, now I need to find the next thing before this thing crashes. And then I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I found it. Jesus. And then this one crashes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like literally from eBay. Mm -hmm. Like I sold from eBay. I drop shipped on eBay. Then I drop shipped on Amazon. Then I did Amazon FBA. Then I drop shipped from my Amazon FBA to wow. Shopify. Yeah. Then I took my Shopify and I scaled it. Then I started being like, oh, now I need to go back to Amazon and warehouse them. But then I was like, oh, I need a partner with a warehouse that already has all the inventory. But <sighs> I'm like, well, I need to do this. I need to create a course. Um, $7. But then I was like, no, like, like ads are going to keep on going up. I need to then do a $997 product. Oh, now I need to sell something just because I'm not selling anything. No, now I need to create a webinar because everyone's creating webinars. Wow. Now everyone's freaking web. Now I need to sell to the coaches that are want to make webinars. And then everyone was like, Oh, I only help coaches, consultants and, and service providers. Then everyone started doing that. And I'm like, and it's literally, you're constantly reacting to a game that you cannot win, mm -hmm. that you can never be ahead of. Cause you're mm -hmm. literally be seeing what everyone else is yeah. at. And literally, like, when we got on the conversation, I was like, you know, fuck this. <laughs> I just want to, like, I literally wrote down all of my values and all the things that I was selling. And I crossed off everything that I was selling that didn't align with my values. Mm. And I had no money. But it was, it was fucking, it was the most clarity that I ever had. Because before, I would build a new business when one thing would fall. Yeah. And then when I had that, I would build another business until that fell. Literally, I killed everything. I was like, okay. If I was going to start again, knowing what I know now, what would I actually build? That's what this fucking thing happened. I started like messaging him, started like selling, sending him like pillow talk conversations. We start like, you know, like having pillow talk conversations. And now we're like bringing everybody else in here. And now we're not really reacting to anything because I actually don't give a fuck if anyone buys the product below. Yeah. You don't give a fuck because we have other sources. We love the process now. I sell. Because we're not process. reliant on the hacks. If this yeah. was where yeah. all the sales of the revenue of my business came yeah. in was from something like this, then I'd be in trouble. Yeah. Right. Every show we put out is just a little one building block, building block. And we love making these little bricks. And this is in so five weird. years, our fucking wall is going to be massive. They're going to the be like, that we have. Be like, wow, I can't believe Mike actually fucking dropped that girl from Acro. Like that's going to like, <laughs> you know, we almost like remind our own memories. Or that's going to be uh, the title of this video. <laughs> yeah. Actually, let's actually get in. Let's actually talk 
about your stuff, and then we'll brainstorm a good title so that more people actually watch this. So, um, <laughs> so just I want to give a shout out to Danny uh, because, like I said, he's a homie. We just like bringing you guys the most authentic people ever, and you literally get to decide who you want more information. He has like a podcast. Can we like pull that up? Uh, how do I get DannyCarlson.co. Boom, .co. Yeah, check it out, Brand man. Brand new. Mike, Mike is the first episode of the podcast, of the yeah, Danny Carlson dude. podcast. The yeah. inaugural. And it's great because we just push each other. Carlson with a yeah, L in there. Carlson. It's terrible. This, there's a guy who has DannyCarlson.com, and he updated it now, but it used yeah. to be like a pixelated like 1995 <laughs> graphics website like for a graphic designer, and it was the most hilarious thing. Well, you know I used Devin. to phone him every day, and he wouldn't sell it to me. Was like, you mm. know Devin, right? Yeah. So Devin's someone that we interviewed from China. He's like the professional hand balancer. There's another Devin Kelly, and he was the one that like murdered 30 school children. Oh, yeah. And they have the same birthday. They have the same birthday and the same, same name. Same fucking birthday. And I'm like, this- dude, are you sure this isn't Because that's <laughs> like, like you told me you moved to China four years ago, and you never what? went back to the States. And I'm like, oh. yeah. We, we should actually pull that up because we did a podcast. Just type in like Devin Kelly hand balance and then just Devin Kelly murder. <laughs> <laughs> Devin <laughs> Compare the pictures. Oh, it's the same I'll be guy. like, dude, why are you growing a beard, man? What's this going guy? on? <laughs> this guy? Yeah. That's the guy. That's yeah. one. And then um, yeah, he's super smart, dude. He's literally one of the smartest people I've ever met in the world. Oh, he, he's oh, like yeah, the most yeah. knowledgeable he's dope. He's so performer oh, in he's the gym that, I've, yeah, ever, yeah. I've ever come he's across. Amazing. Now let's pull up Danny Kelly murderer. <laughs> Danny. De- Devin. Oh, no, no, Devin. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Carlson. Danny murderer. Carlson's the murderer. Dude, it's, look at that. Oh. Shooting. 26 Texas, people. Look, let's, pull, let's pull up yeah, the pictures. Yeah, a picture of him. And then let's pull up his Instagram. Of this guy? <laughs> no, no, I don't know if he fucking has an Instagram. Devin Kelly revealed. Do you think he would have a blue check mark? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this what I have to fucking do? Okay. Um. When was this? This was 2017. Wow. I'm like, I, hey, I'm like, fifth. Devin, Dude, when there's did so you many leave? shootings. I don't. I can't even keep track of them. Oh, is that him? Wait, that's no, that's Stephen. No, 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 that's, no, that's no, the former. No, no, no. There well, has to be there's, there's, there's no pictures of him. Like, just go on like Google. I think that, that they're trying to keep like people's pictures out of the media, so they're not like. Just type in that Devin, Devin Patrick, Patrick Kelly, Kelly of New Brunswick Russells. What kind is of it, fucking is, name is that? Is Devin Kelly's middle name Patrick as well? I didn't ask. Oh, there he is. There he is. I'm like, dude. Definitely Didn't you Kelly. say okay. you went side to China and you comparison. lost a bunch of weight? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, type in, uh, it doesn't Devin look Kelly entirely Instagram. different. Type wow. in Devin's Instagram. It's like Devin P. Kelly. Wait. Isn't Devin, like Instagram Devin P. Kelly too? Is it also? I was uh, wondering that. I, I think he might have mentioned something like that. Yeah. Is, oh, let's look at it. Devin, in, is he? Yeah, yeah, just type in Devin. Is it Devin dot Kelly? Devin, oh my Devin God! P. It's Kelly. The same Devin no P. Way. Kelly. No. Devin P. Kelly. What? What? Let's look at it side by oh, side. Oh I my mean, God! It, red-handed. He's caught red-handed. He's here. caught red-handed. I'm like, this is why you're out here in Jakarta, what? bro. Look at that. Okay, okay. Let's see. Jakarta oh, gym, right there. Side by side. Let's see it. So, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where's his images? Dude. Oh my fuck. Look, he has a beard. Like I, I feel like if he got skinnier, they would be the same person. Yeah. Just yeah, it's just like a much more ripped version of the person on the right, really. Dude, wow. what? Oh, uh, Seven P. Kelly. Look at look, look, look that that one. Yeah, look at that hair. Oh my They have the God, same beard, dude. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's it. If he lost a lot of weight and got ripped, dude. That when did he move to China? 
<laughs> I want like 2017, whatever yeah, it says oh on my, that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Man. Let's look at his timeline of when in 2017 <laughs> Instagram. What if he joined Sherlock Instagram in 2018? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, no, no. He, he literally joined uh, January 1st, 2018 with a post like New Year, New Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to show him when we're like, dude, we fucking found you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were on our podcast today. Uh, but no, this is freaking dope. Yeah, he's like actually like an awesome human yeah, being. Yeah, he's super. Even yeah. if he murdered like 26 people. Yeah, so freaking <laughs> smart and like yeah. crazy he high really performer. He turned his life around. So. <laughs> his life around. <laughs> All he did was he literally uh, subscribed to the Danny Carlson podcast. He came to Jakarta. That's where he learned like, everything that he's doing on his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he was like, man, I didn't need to do this murdering shit anymore. <laughs> That's like so I need to be authentic. Not about these views, you know? <laughs> I don't know I'm doing it for the attention <laughs> before. Wow, that's so cynical. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be a while. I literally did the exact same thing. Look, he literally was so fucking skinny back then. I don't think so because the person on the right, he was fat. And in the beginning, he was like, this really guy skinny. has, yeah, basically carved yeah. his body out of years of work. And really, he's made so much progress over like, yeah, he's only dude. been doing this for three years or something like that. <laughs> Ever since he, like, you well, know, left uh, New Brussels, Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here's his first post. One what year second. is it? New Year, New Me? So, 200. 2014. Okay, okay. Wow. He's okay. He's safe. Oh, He's safe. All right. Okay, Devin Kelly, you got to weigh this one. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's go. Let's go over to his uh, website. Yeah, really Not Devin's. De we'll just get Devin back on, dude. We'll get Devin and Dom at the same time. Oh, man. Um, Those guys are both so good. Yeah, so let's pull up uh, Danny's podcast. Like, definitely check it out. We'll put the links in the descriptions as well as any of the offers that he is offering if he decides to change any of oh look my Vestile episode one Vestille. yeah and like the latest one up there um I gotta I gotta promote that one I guess it just came out but that guy is so interesting he has a company that you just rich people or famous people will hire him to just solve impossible problems basically. oh tell 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 one of the stories you told me one with yeah it's super freaking crazy so like he got one of his clients to sing with Journey the huge band Journey for four songs on stage. Um, and the way he did that is kind of genius. So one of his clients and also one of the sons of one of the journey band members have a son with, I think it's cerebral palsy or autism or something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And then he used that angle to set up a fundraiser for autism and like through that whole collaboration, got his client on stage with journey. Wow. Um, and he just has a huge list of like hundreds of these kind of things that he's done that most people would say are completely impossible. So, um, that was a really fun one for me, just to, like get inside the mind of a guy who wakes up every single day and just tackles impossible things like routinely and yeah. systematically. He he's in Jakarta. Uh, he's not in Jakarta. Um, but he had a like, he had wait, a funny wait. story. Of, I'm like, oh yeah, he was hanging out <laughs> in Jakarta, um, back in the '90s or something like that. And there was like this this club that had a crane that you could bungee jump off of. I wish they still had something like that here. And like. They would only open it up at after midnight, and so like only drunk people are just jumping off the crane, and like oh. half of them would puke. Wow. <laughs> just like spraying puke as they're jumping so back he's up back from in the bungee. Like United States. Um, I think he's in the U.S. right now. Yeah, yeah. And just we gotta interview him over like Dude, internet but, stuff. But it, but it's yeah, insane really though good. because it's literally like like for example, instead of thinking like for example, the people that want to make money online, like how can I make money online? Mm -hmm. 
you literally then think of all the parties and then what they what do they actually want? Oh, man. And it's almost like that TV show where like, it's, oh, can you do this? And we're like, yeah, I'll do this if you get like Becky to do this. And then you go up to Becky, yeah. and like, Becky, can you do this? Well, I'll do I'll do it if you get Danny to do this. And I go up to you, I was like, Danny, can you do this? Like, I'll do this if Hanson does this. Yeah, and then yeah. you get one person to solve it, and then yeah. you solve everyone in a chain of reactions. Yeah. It's kind of like what we're trying to do, even like it's, with this. It's podcast. like relationship mm-hmm. arbitrage. Yeah, basically. Know? Yeah. yeah. Like essentially what we're doing here and we're just going to be authentic with everyone is we're literally doing this. We're then literally cutting up all this stuff. You're going to get so much value from it because we're like, okay, how can I? We should ask, what's the biggest thing you're struggling with or like excited about, you know? Buy my course. (laughs) 30,000, no experience. What, like me personally or what am I offering? You're, you per, like ha, what's, what's your biggest struggle and pain point other than Russian models that like we could really or is it just uh, Russian models or I mean my it. biggest pain I mean right now that's a pertinent one because like I said freshly single and I'm super fresh and I need <laughs> dude, some other like I, I need to be squeezed you, you're, you're on the right podcast <laughs> you're on the right podcast dude you do I, know I'm the like Steve Sims of, of Russian dating so I'll get it done yeah. well, and I know Mike just knows everything about the Russian dating so I'm, I mean Dude, what do you think I'm he with gets the gurus here. We'd, I literally got everything in front of him, but like to be the most efficient way so we don't like have to change who we are to like strive for the women, we can just chase our purpose instead. We literally get the most interesting people in this room, right? Like say, for example, if you find someone that's super epic, we literally get them here. We could do like, for example, a single one with just uh, us and him so that uh, he gets his entire story out, kind of like what we did with our first one. And then we get all of us here and we're just all fucking talking. And we just get all of these awesome people in the fucking network. And then we do the exact same thing with models. And then literally once a fucking month, we throw a party where there's like value for everyone. Even the models get value because they're like, wow, look at all these potential like amazing mates that are good at acro, you know? And then literally it's like you just like all the models get all of their leads for potential like boyfriends and all of the <laughs> entrepreneurs get a bunch, like a huge list of potential leads for like future acro partners, right? And then we can literally go. Just and then we it. raise money for Bali dogs. Yeah, and then we raise. Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. and then yeah. check out the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out, cut it out. No, no, that, that's the that's Yeah, Dima, cut that out. <laughs> um, anytime that we say Bali, just cut it out. <laughs> just put like a big Jakarta, like like city map, like right on yeah. my bed. <laughs> yeah. Just like some like Microsoft Sam clip. Jakarta. <laughs> no, actually, or it could be like it could be like his his uh, voice. Jakarta. <laughs> like voice over. Jakarta. Like that was weird. Like my kind of sound a little Russian, but yeah, dude, think about it. Then we literally spend most of our days doing epic podcasts, and then once a month, you just get all of your leads. They get all of your leads, and then you just like put it in your freaking Google Calendar, and then you just bounce back between this. In the you do freaking podcasting in the morning. You go on your dates in that Look too. how excited he is. I'm, Boom. Wheels are you don't understand like where this is going. how many times I'm like, hey, dude, time, I got a good idea. Every time he talks about models, his eyes are like this. Dude, <laughs> dude I have an idea. Russian I have an models, idea about man. these models. <laughs> dude, but it all makes sense. Like, you so would watch fire, that, right? Man. Like, if there was models. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, see? And he's well, like in the like demographic. I just like, love dude, Russian how models excited. get views, man. Dude, yeah, yeah dude. Boom. Yeah. So that's like one of the biggest things. So, so this is like the master plan. We do that. We get a bunch of micro content. We give it to you because you said a lot of dope things like shout out to to Danny but then 
But then, like, you're going to sound, like, so smart that you're going to put it on your IG story. You're, of course, going to, like, tag this channel back. And then you tag us, and they're like, wow, look at all these other things. And then it just builds everyone's audience. And then more people come, and we get more epic audiences. And then more models come, and then everyone's just happy. Yeah. So this is dope. But, yeah, check out this podcast, any of the offers that he's selling, because this is going to be – we're going to future-proof everything. We're just going to say link in the description. And um, what's the title of this video? Oh, yeah. Let's go over the title. Let's actually go over the clickbait. I know the top thing right now in Amazon is uh, go, go to Amazon and then um, type in uh, product research dollar bill per month. That's like the most viral thing for YouTube videos right now for Amazon. Per month? Dollar yeah. bill per no, month. No, no, no. Yeah, Amazon. So type in uh, the real way to find products. So, no. Type in product research, Amazon FBA. We're just like trying to craft our, our clickbait title. Yeah, so right more now. people yeah. actually get this value. We should do this actually at the end of things and just like actually. So people can see how to kind of. Yeah, so you guys. Their- okay, so this guy, crazy Amazon FBA. Uh, product research technique that found me a forty thousand dollar per month product. Wow. So let's pull up. Let's pull mm. up uh, Amazon.com. Oh, you guys are gonna see how we do the clickbait. Um, let's pull up the the, the restraints. The restraints. Yeah, oh, the, okay. the, the bed restraints. Uh, what were they called? Under uh, under bed restraints. And that was the keyword you targeted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under bed restraints. For sex or just? Yeah. Yeah, you you know they're they're like in Amazon FBA when they're like, can you type in Ab Wheel Roller Max? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just write that in, and then um, it's, like it's, it's, we need to think of like a good five or ten seconds. Um, so what, what was the title of that video again? Is this what, is this what it was? Um, you might be behind the adult filter. So if you go, oh around, no, you did it through Google. Remember? No, I didn't. Yeah, Amazon. the adult filter no, you, on Amazon. You searched it on Google, sometimes. and then the first thing on Amazon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Wow, this is, I don't even know what made it do. Okay. There you go. Ah, okay, okay. Look at that. So, Exercise stress for customers. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> That's the kind what, of stuff you have the, to do what on was Amazon. The product, what was the, uh, put, put up the video again so we can just craft the, and it's so cool because people can see how to make a viral video now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you literally go to something with a lot of views and then less subscribers. Mm-hmm. So okay. This one, you want me to click yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's a well structured Let's look at the first title. Like, I bet you he's Filipino. Derek Struggle. Dude, that's all you he's need to succeed. Guy. You just need to be you Asian. He worked with the same mentor I did last year. Hmm. He's crushing it. Uh, Daniel D. Piazza. Oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. I know of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're Sounds like, so nerdy on 1.5 X speed. Okay, pause it. We got it. So what we're going to do, basically, so for everyone's listening, we're, we're thinking of, like, a clickbait title. Uh, this, like, copy and paste that title. Uh, hold on. And then we just got to make it better. So, uh, insane Amazon FBA research technique that found us a $30,000 product. Let's do thirty because that made you 30000 right? I'm creating the task right now. Oh, look at that. So? Um, so we'll turn that into a 30000 yeah, let's do that. Look at that. You guys see the inside. This is how you do it. Yeah, dude. Oh. And then, um, I'm, I'm thinking how, so Amazon FBA product research technique. Um, yeah, that's weird. the only type change we're going to make. Type in weird instead change of crazy. One, type in weird. Ooh. Weird. All capitalized. Yeah. Weird. weird Amazon FBA product that found me a 30,000 product in uh, 
An hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> an hour and like, <laughs> ten minutes. One hundred minutes. Uh, we could do. Uh, how okay? Like in honesty, how long did it take you to? Did you just set, see freaking uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? And you're like, I want to do this. That one I actually found that one when I was in China at the Yiwu Market. I was just walking around like in the adult area because there's like <laughs> dildos around everywhere, and I, there was a butt plug that literally yeah. was this big. Um, but then amongst all the crazy. Crazy stuff. I just yeah. found these straps and uh, I, like so I have tried be them like before myself, so in, I was interested. Like, um, in uh, we could just say how you found it in just your day to day or something like that. Okay, weird Amazon FBA product research that found me a thirty thousand dollar product <laughs> in my day to day as I'm just casually scrolling through the, the, the sex <laughs> part of the evil market in, my, in China. In my porn edition. <laughs> in my porn edition. Uh, we could do um, weird. I'm uh, taking that found me a thirty thousand dollar month product in. Uh, you want to do like 60 seconds? Or why don't we just say mm. in a sex alley in China? Because <laughs> that would be Yeah, like, I mean, what? that's good. No, because then we would be in like the adult filter in YouTube. Yeah, I was going to mess with the keywords yeah. and stuff. Like, Family $30,000 per month in a, product. In the red light district, district of China. your mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do um, weird Amazon FBA product research that found me in 60 seconds. Is that is that too crazy? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was like I I saw it there would you, would and you just click caught on my that? attention. Would you click on that if, if you saw that weird Amazon FBA product yeah, research I mean, that found me a $30,000 a month product in in uh, 60 seconds? 60 seconds. Yeah. I mean, and if we're talking copywriting here, it's better to use even more specific numbers like 63 seconds because yeah. those numbers are more believable um, and it's weird. It stands out to the brain. It's so weird. Really, when people put these titles, it doesn't mean shit. It's just like, no. really? No. Wow. Well, there's like some psychology too, because yeah. there's that, and then people also like round numbers. So, like for example, the thirty thousand in the beginning is good, but like at the end, it might be they want more specific, right? So it yeah, be like, like five hundred and sixty-two um, or something like that. Weird Amazon FBA product that found me their product in the time it takes you to make a coffee. In the time it takes you to fucking. Like dropping oh, well, yoga, taking a shit. This is the hardest part in the fucking video, dude. This is great because we actually get a brainstorm the idea. Yeah. Um, this this is the first time I've ever done this. This is really cool. This is dope, right? Yeah, so yeah. then and then um so we're two OGs doing this. Oh. I mean, I, I think I think the seconds is a good one. Choose in, like 60, 64 seconds for like four. sixty nine seconds. 69. Ooh, oh yeah, there we go. A little. Can I see what you're going there. Yeah, you see that? You see that? I see what you're doing. They're that. gonna be like, why didn't you just put a minute in nine seconds? Or <laughs> or four hundred twenty seconds. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> we should start doing that. Okay, in sixty nine seconds. Good. Or less. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually might be too long. It's yeah, that's like too long. Like that's too long. Pretty crazy. That's too long. Or less in your spare time, part time. <laughs> like with all of the fucking. That, that's a great. That's a great thing. So what as we a single do, mom. As a single mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So that was literally the end of one of the first of many uh, videos where we're literally just gonna bring some of the best people in the world when it comes to like business, finance, and just life advice in general. Um, so with that being said, I was like, okay, I could be the person that's like answering your questions, but I'd rather have like dope people. All of my friends like come on and answer the questions as well. So it's not like just this lonely guy jumping out of a freaking bush teaching people how to make money online. So what we did is we literally created this thing. We're on a desktop. We're on your laptop. You can literally do this. Choose files from your computer and you could upload even on your phone. If you just go to MikeVistiel.com forward slash hotline, you can do it on your phone right here. If you could see this, if you like zoom in, like you can literally just go to that, upload a video, a question where you could literally just be like, 
I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna do it right now. I could literally just be like, oh, let me pull up my phone. Oh shit, this is Jakarta stuff. MikeVestil.com forward slash hotline. Let me show you how simple it is to ask us a question. You go into here, you press choose files on your phone, you then click on take a video, and you literally toggle it, and you're like, yo, Mike Vestil, I have a question. Um, how how do you get like such uh how did you get that face to look like that? Um I'm really excited to hear from you. And you just press stop. And then, bam, use this video. And then you just put your name and your email, and then we'll be able to answer it so that it's like a family. So, guys, check that out. MikeVazilla.com for slash hotline. All the links are in the description, and I'll see you guys later.